everybody. Happy Wednesday, live from the Discovery Design Studio. Lots to talk about. G is coming in. She's got a new book out. So we're going to talk about that. She's going to be at about uh, 7 o'clock or so. But, yes, everybody. Good morning this morning. Got a lot to talk about, including the naming of the special prosecutor, I guess you could call her. She's going to be the one who is asking the questions of Ford. And there are some people who think this other woman, Ramirez, ought to be able to talk to. But we'll see how that whole thing goes. We don't know whether that's actually going to be uh, something that will take place. But we do know that there's going to be somebody separate who's going to be talking to uh, the woman in question here, Dr. Ford. And that's a brilliant move on the part of the GOP. Brilliant move because then the old white man, although I never did agree with that, I think if you're on the Judiciary Committee and you just happen to be an old white man, well, too bad for – the United States, that's the way it goes. That's how elections go in this country. And if there's an old white man elected to the U.S. Senate again, then take that up with the state. Don't bother us with it. And if they're on the Judiciary Committee, they ought to be able to ask the questions. But still, just as a matter of maybe even trying to get something uh, more explicit and more direct, and also because this woman knows how to ask questions, we can actually get somewhere uh, with this person asking the question. So I'm I'm perfectly comfortable with that. Although I do believe that ultimately uh, the, the the reality should be that that the judiciary committee asks the questions. That's the way it should be going. But they made the decision to go ahead and select Arizona prosecutor Rachel Mitchell to uh, question uh, Judge Kavanaugh and the woman. And she's the Sex Crimes Bureau Chief for the Maricopa County Attorney's Office in Phoenix. And she's going to ask them the questions at this hearing. Now, uh, this is uh, very interesting because in in getting her to join the staff here, uh, the Republican senators are taking a pretty unusual step. But I think it's a a good one. Uh, They're turning to her to ask pretty – personal, uh, potentially painful questions about the woman's youth, what she was up to, all these kinds of things. And so the all-male panel of 11 Republican senators on the committee don't have to ask the questions. And yeah, I think that's a, that's a, that's a good thing, uh, but it's kind of a shame that we have people who are elected here and they're duly appointed to a judiciary committee, but they're not asking the questions. And so I just find that to be a little uncomfortable and a little slightly too unusual for me. But most of you probably think it's a good idea. I would think Uh, I'm, I'm doing it more from a, from, from a, from a, a more common sense standpoint, it just seems odd that we have to go outside to get somebody to ask these questions. But keep in mind, this is a very outside issue. Uh, the, the, the Brett Kavanaugh is no longer just a Supreme Court nominee. He is now a man who stands accused of sexual assault. And so this is a different venue. So maybe this calls for 
a different situation. Now, if the Judiciary Committee had somebody on the outside asking questions about uh, to Judge Kavanaugh about his dealings with the Supreme Court or what he would, what kind of justice he would be, that would be a problem. But I think, listen, if you're going to go ahead and create an outside issue like this, and you're going to bring up kind of an outside thing, and it and it's a charge that's 36 years old, then it, it's certainly incumbent upon the senators to say, well, then let's get somebody from the outside to ask the questions. The division that Rachel Mitchell deals with in in Phoenix there is uh, she deals with family violence, physical and sexual abuse of children, and sex offenses, including sex assault cases. And she oversees about 40 to 50 people in that division. Long history of investigating sex crimes and, and actually years old sex crimes. So she can get to the bottom of things uh, fairly quickly. And she's also re-examined a lot. Her experience has been in re-examining old cases that uh, I'm quoting here from uh, this LMT online uh, that were unresolved and inadequately investigated by the sheriff's office. So she's dealt with victims in every kind of uh of Avenue. And so if this woman really is a victim, I think she's going to be able to find out uh, what's up. And more importantly, if this woman is really a victim, she's going to be able to hopefully discern one way or the other, whether the victimizer was indeed Kavanaugh. And so we'll see about that whole thing. There's going to be, I think the, the thing that's going to sink this fairly quickly I think is going to be the fact that this woman can't with any reliability prove that it was Brett Kavanaugh who attacked her. She, she, she just, she can't do it. Won't be able to do it. No victims, no people she's named being at the party have been able to corroborate at all in any way, shape or form uh, what she says. And so that's where we'll get to the that's where we will get to the bottom of this. And Brett Kavanaugh will be asked similar questions, I'm sure. And so, you know, it's interesting though, in in one of the I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play it for you just because really it's it's so insulting and, and the whole Jimmy Kimmel thing where he uh was making fun of Brett Kavanaugh for for being a virgin uh through college and all that kind of stuff and I'm not going to play it for you because it's 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 not necessary to agitate you at this point. And we don't I don't watch Jimmy Kimmel and and, you know, you don't either for the most part. I think most of you don't. And so I, I don't know why I would just have to uh, to why I would do that. So Mitch McConnell earlier said that uh, they hired this female assistant and, uh, you know, he was very direct about how he believes that this is a separate issue and this is a separate thing. I'm assuming that everything done from the beginning of this hearing to the end is under oath. I'm, I'm fairly certain it is. This isn't just going to be a Q&A. This is going to be under oath. Uh, now, now, keep in mind, uh, Brett Kavanaugh already basically has under oath denied this. So, But we're going to 
this this presumably when a when a judiciary committee this is part of a judiciary committee proceeding and, and all witnesses in front of a judiciary committee uh go to before them under oath regardless of who is asking questions so my I, I would be shocked and surprised if uh, there was a situation where she was not under oath. I'm sure that at some point there was probably some desire for her not to be. Uh, I'm sure her lawyers were trying to angle for something along those lines. But I, I don't really think in any way, shape, or form that this is going to be uh, not under oath. And... This thing's going to be tomorrow morning, and it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a you know what show all around. And, and I don't know whether or not who knows whether there are going to be people out there who are going to be disrupting the thing or what have you. But but we'll see. Uh, yeah, uh, Peter is. I, I really I'm I'm a little confused about the oath thing. Uh, my assumption is it was supposed to be under oath, and if it's not. Uh, it, it it changes things dramatically in terms of uh, what's going to happen here. I, I, I don't I, I don't understand why it wouldn't be. Uh, you you uh, it, it it I don't know. I, maybe maybe there's some nuance here that that that, that I'm missing. But the, but the reality is that I assume that everything happening before the Judiciary Committee is going to be before them and under oath. And uh, I don't understand how you can have a proceeding uh, that doesn't doesn't involve, uh, you know, something that is that is uh, under oath. I don't don't see how I don't see how you how you get past that. And, And if it's not under oath, then I believe the the proceeding itself is is in question as far as I'm concerned. I don't think it has the kind of credibility that it should have, but we'll see. I guess I'll get those, uh, I'll get those answers one way or the other uh, as we go down the line here. But I, but my assumption was everything that happens before the judiciary committee is under oath. Now keep in mind uh, there, there's a slight issue here. And that is they have somebody from the outside asking the questions. And so if that's the case, I, I assume uh, that I assume that there could be some backing for it not being under oath, but I, I know I know her, her people were wanting it not under oath, but but I don't think I don't think you can do that. I really don't. Do any of you actually watch Jimmy Kimmel? Matt, are you are you a Jimmy Kimmel guy? Okay, yeah, Matt doesn't watch Jimmy Kimmel. He's a youngin, and he doesn't bother with Jimmy Kimmel. And Jimmy Kimmel used to come on under, uh, yeah, Tim, you're right, though. Being under oath doesn't make it real anyway. So I, I don't, you know, it, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't matter one way or the other. You can still, you can still lie under oath. I mean, uh, people do it all the time and have done it all the time. So Hillary Clinton did it. So, Yeah. You could you could still lie under oath and and get away with it. It's just as a, it's just as a, it, it doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. But just to give you guys, okay, so so I, I'll I'll relent and give you guys a little bit of the Kimmel thing, just 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 because I feel like I have to be transparent here, and 
let you know what the other part of the country is doing out there. And so I'll let her rip here with uh, Jimmy Kimmel and his solution for the whole thing. I think there's a compromise here. And uh, hear me out on this. So Kavanaugh gets confirmed to the Supreme Court. Okay. Well, in return, we get to cut that pesky penis of his off in front of everyone. No, that's not good. And of course, this is coming from a person who I guess otherwise would demand due process for any American that happens to be a Democrat or a liberal. This is a person who uh, I'm sure is would consider himself to be a fair minded, a fair minded American. Right. This is a guy who goes on television and cries constantly over things during his monologues and that kind of stuff, you'd think that Jimmy Kimmel would have some kind of, I don't know, you'd you'd think he'd have some kind of sense of fairness. But he's obviously, like a lot of Americans, assuming all of a sudden that, that Brett Kavanaugh is guilty. Now, the president, and you guys, I'm pleased to announce that uh, I was correct yesterday when I talked about the fact, and, and you guys, and, and this wasn't hard to do, uh, I, I was correct yesterday when I talked about the fact that it would be impossible to believe that 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 the president would back off in any way, shape, or form from supporting Brett Kavanaugh, uh, and and it would it would have shocked me to. Uh, to, to see in any way, shape, or form the president backing away from him. And and, and we actually got to that point, uh, folks, where we said that if he it's did do not- that, then it would be pretty much hell to pay as far as I'm concerned, and it would disappoint a lot of us. Oh, wait, hey, 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 hey. I'm giving you a free one, ladies and gentlemen. I'm giving you a free one. I'm trying to stop this. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. You know, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm such a good, I'm such a good representative of, of Golden Oak Lending that I have... I'm letting their them, their ad play. No I have no idea how to get this thing to stop. Hang on. I'm just going to give it to you free. Why not? 1137 Is the volume on my computer bad or is it? Is, I, I can't do it. I can't put it up any farther. No. So I can't. So I've, I've got a, I've got an issue with my computer. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to restart it at some point, I guess, because I can't get the uh, the volume on the on the uh, computer to work. So oh well, that's that's my bad. I'll figure it out somehow, some way, shape, or form. But yeah, I have I have there's there's issue on my uh, ten thousand dollar golden Apple computer uh, again. Go figure. It's just crazy. So uh, we knew the president was not going to give in. We knew he wasn't going to uh, to let us down on this, and indeed he hasn't. And uh, Brett Kavanaugh, that interview, I, the more I think about my interview with, uh, with Judge Napolitano yesterday, the more I really actually uh, disagree with him over his assessment that this interview was a, a bad one, with the exception of having to answer questions about you know, being a virgin or something, which I think was 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 uncomfortable and certainly unnecessary. 
and certainly it was uh, a really hard uh, for uh, me to envision a guy like Brett Kavanaugh even having to talk about stuff like that. It was embarrassing. But nonetheless, in terms of his performance, I thought he did a great job. I thought he was uh, fantastic. I thought he stood his ground. And uh, it didn't. people didn't like it, though. I'll tell you that. The news media didn't. And I'll, I'll, I'll bring you that a little bit. But uh, President Trump not only has come out certainly forcefully uh, for Brett Kavanaugh, but he also has taken after the second accuser. This is per- – I, I love how these individuals were – uh, all trying to keep President Trump quiet or he would ruin this whole thing. But people don't realize that we like President Trump. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure you get this, okay? Uh, the, the, there, there aren't many people out there who voted for President Trump who actually want him to not be President Trump. I, I don't know what where these people are getting this idea somehow that – we voted for President Trump and now want him not to be Trumpian. Where, where is that coming from? Oh, yeah, no, we, you know, uh, I, I wish he'd stop tweeting. Who are those people? Did those, I mean, those people might have voted for President Trump, but the reality is a lot of people didn't. Uh, and, and they're the ones that want President Trump to quit, keep quiet. We want President Trump to keep talking. You realize that even right after this whole thing happened with the claims that that Dr. Ford made, that Kavanaugh's popularity, if you want to call it that, I think most people didn't even know who he was, to tell you the truth, but they went ahead and did a poll and conducted a poll, uh, but most people didn't didn't know who he was, but nonetheless were asked about it, and his popularity his rating his numbers were low or something i I, you know who knows they did a poll it's like yeah people have a a bad feeling about brett kavanaugh it's like yeah well no kidding you're like first the first question out of the pollster's mouth was uh i want to ask you a question about brett kavanaugh who you know the guy who's accused of sexual assault oh yeah that's bad of course you're going to get a bad but anyway the more Brett Kavanaugh has talked, and the more President Trump has talked, and the more Republicans have come to Brett Kavanaugh's defense, the better it has gotten for Brett Kavanaugh in terms of these public opinion polls. In fact, uh, the, the latest ones are showing that support for him is growing uh, and, and confidence is growing for Brett Kavanaugh, not not going the other way around. And that's because our leaders are talking and and, and and also because they are talking about the doubts surrounding the allegations of, of sexual misconduct. They're talking about the facts. And, and so there's, you know, Mitch McConnell basically saying that he does believe that he, we're going to have enough votes to, to confirm Kavanaugh, especially after tomorrow when, this thing becomes a nothing burger in the eyes of everybody. There are key GOP swing votes still out there. Susan Collins, Mikowski, Flake, and Bob Corker. They're undecided. It's just like it's, it's infuriating that, that this all boils down to four never-Trumpers. 
that that's the one problem I have with it. But even a never Trumper has to actually acknowledge fairness, as I talked about yesterday. Even if you are a hack like Bob Corker or a hack like Jeff Flake or a I wouldn't call Susan Collins or Murkowski hacks necessarily. I think they've been uh, they, they they can back up their their lack of support for some things, and I I understand their positions on some of these things. I get it, but they're not doing it gratuitously because they don't care about this country. People like Jeff Flake and Bob Corker don't care about this country. They care about their own egos, and so that concerns me a great deal. But even a guy like Bob Corker. When faced with justice and fairness and, and, and the truth, can't then totally deny it. I, I, you know, at this point, I, I don't think you, you can. Jeff Flake will do it anyway. I think he'll, he's a no vote anyway. But I think he's the only one. But Jeff Flake will do it anyway because he has uh, a dark soul and he hates Donald Trump, and he wants a piece of revenge. And so I do believe that, uh, that Jeff Flake, I can't imagine him uh, voting yes here under any circumstances. He'll figure out something. But the other three, I think, are, when faced with reality and when faced with the truth, are uh, probably going to, uh, to go uh, a yes vote, depending on how things go tomorrow. And then, of course, yesterday, the, the gaps in the Ramirez story that came out. And by the way, this Michael Avenetti gang rape thing or whatever it is that they're claiming that, <laughs> that Brett Kavanaugh was involved in, that's, that's quickly falling apart, too, because it's going on in about 48 hours where Avenetti should be giving us these people. And apparently there's a chance he might have been duped. He might have been tricked. Yesterday, all over the place, there was this uh, supposition that there was some kind of uh, 4chan prank that was pulled on him with fake emails and fake uh, commentary. But apparently, that uh, that was not the case. But something about Avenetti's story is going to totally fall through. These people are making total fools of themselves. And Avenetti, the future... Democrat president of the United States, is he going to run with is, – is Ocasio-Cortez going to be his running mate? Is that the, um, is that the Democratic uh, wet dream? I don't know. Anyway, President Trump came out yesterday, and, and this is why people are regaining their confidence in the confirmation as well as in Brett Kavanaugh himself, is that there are people standing up for him, not only himself but also uh, the president. And I'm glad the president is out there. I, I notice the usual suspects are all, you know, saying, oh, the president needs to keep quiet. He's going to ruin this. It's like, no, he's not. Keeping quiet doesn't work. And also, by the way, asking President Trump not to be President Trump doesn't work either. And I'll go back to what I said earlier. We voted for him. We want him to talk. We voted for him for a reason, because we liked it when he talked. We liked it when he was forceful. We liked it when he, when he had balls. We liked it when he went in front of crowds and, and, and told them what he was going to do. And we liked the fact that everything he's telling people that he's going to do, he has done. And so we're happy about President Trump. Tweet away, President Trump. Do whatever you want to do. Talk to whatever way you want to talk. But, but everybody was tiptoeing around. Oh, he's got to be really careful, you know, because he himself has this blah, blah, blah. And Trump's like, yeah, screw you. 
This story's with, with Ramirez is fake. Forget about it. Here, here's the. Is this uh, is this on? No, it's not. The second woman accusing Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh of sexual misconduct. Trump questioning the credibility of Deborah Ramirez, who says Kavanaugh exposed himself at a drunken college party. She was all messed up, and she doesn't know it was him, but it might have been him. Oh, gee, let's not make him a Supreme Court judge because of that. Trump also accused Democrats of a con game to de- Good for him. We like it when he does this. We, we voted for him. Talk away. Oh, no. He got, he's got to be quiet. He's going he's gonna to tank this whole thing. He's going he's gonna to make all the uh, suburban white. What is it again? Oh, yeah, the suburban white women voters all angry. No, he's not. Suburban white women voters want fairness just like everybody else. So good for him. I like Kavanaugh's bid for the Supreme Court. And they know it's a kind game. Of, they know he's high quality. Senators voting in the Republicans next. on Capitol Hill also questioning Ramirez's story, even as many of them are being careful not to attack Kavanaugh's first accuser, Christine Blasey Ford, who is due to testify along with Kavanaugh before a Senate panel on Thursday. Ford says Kavanaugh sexually assaulted her at a house party in the early 1980s when she was 15 years old. Republicans hired a female lawyer to handle the questioning, trying to avoid a misstep, aware that all of their members on the committee are men. Yeah. Again, I have a I'll go back to this before I get to the national anthem here, that I'm glad they have the separate person asking the questions. And I see why they have a separate person asking the questions, because this is a separate issue really actually kind of apart from anything the Senate Judiciary Committee could handle. And the disappointing part of this, though, is that we have a Senate Judiciary Committee and it's their job to vet a nominee, in my opinion, regardless of what the situation is. But because they are men, somehow they are not capable of questioning a woman who is accusing another man of sexual assault because they are men they anything they do and say will somehow be impugned that's my problem with this whole thing but again i'm i'm glad they're doing it uh but but logically it doesn't fit in with with the way things ought to be uh be, because it, it, it's kind of like if you uh I don't understand why somebody should be disqualified from doing their job in a legit scenario. I don't understand why somebody should be disqualified because they're men. And and there are individuals there who uh, actually added the white male part of it, which I never understood. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that whole thing, but I, I will say it's, it's a sad day, to tell you the truth, but it's a necessary day. It's, it's a sad day uh, that we have to disqualify and purposely go around a duly appointed committee stacked with duly elected individuals, and then we have to basically ignore them because they're male. That's a problem for me. I, I, and, and I realize that this is all just a different – uh, deal, and I realize it's a it's an it's a uh, it's a separate deal that that the, if I'm the judiciary committee and I'm making this decision, I can I can defend it, 
by saying, hey, look, this isn't a Judiciary Committee deal. This woman's accusing you of a, of a crime, a sex crime. It's time to have a sex crime person in here. I get it. But you know what the motivation here was. It's because they're male and because they know that people will be snooping around. And if you ask a question in the wrong way, it's wrong because you're a man. I don't get it. I mean, it, then why not in the future we just bar men from serving in the U.S. Senate? Because these issues can come up and these things come up. I, I don't understand why uh, these guys have to, have to cower like that. But again, you know, unfortunately in this country and with the media, it's all about optics. And if you can get the job done and, 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 you, can, and, you, can, and you can do it, and go ahead and just throw a bone to these idiots somehow, then then go ahead and throw the bone to them. And and and, and you know, to tell you the truth, let's let's hope that that there's more credibility thanks to the sex crimes person. Because let's face it, you're an elected senator, you might not know everything there is to know about investigating sex crimes, so I get all that. But still, it's a disappointing day in America when we have to alter our systems uh, involving duly elected people because of their gender. It's a real sad time. And next thing you know, uh, if let's just, let's just pretend a person in question or a person at the forefront of something happens to be black, and and then suddenly, uh, you know, th- this person. Because the senators are white, they are not capable of asking a black person a question. What's the slippery slope here? I don't know, but it it is disturbing from that sense, and and you know that's just the that's just the way it is. But we're we're playing the game, and and we're 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 uh, gonna gonna play the game here, and 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 that's how it's gonna roll. We might actually, it might actually be better for us anyway and turn out better for us anyway. Because, you know, here's what would happen. Uh, and I'll just give you a scenario. Because I'm, I'm right now I'm kind of arguing with myself, and I understand that. I'm kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm defending a decision that I have a problem with. But, you know, I, I, can't, I can't on all levels. Uh, but that's a good thing, I think, sometimes. Uh, the, the woman goes in front of these guys and... Somebody asks a question, and what's to say she doesn't start crying or get defensive or, you know, has, has some kind of outburst or, or something of that nature uh, that is not controlled? And so you have, like, a guy like Orrin Hatch sitting there, you know, mumbling away. And she starts to cry and... You know, he or she, or she says something, some, some, something outrageous. Because keep in mind, not, nowadays, the left, it doesn't matter what the truth of anything happens to be. They are pissed off that they lost in 2016. They're pissed off because they know they're going to lose in 2020. And they're pissed off because 2018 isn't looking much better for them. So they're, so they're like, a, they're like that, that, uh, that squirrel or that raccoon you have cornered in your garage you know they, they're scared out of their minds and they'll and 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 either they will jump out and bite you or they'll just stand there and hiss at you and, and that's what they're doing right now it's it's one big raccoon hiss i saw a raccoon the other day in my uh in my yard it was standing up 
you believe that? The raccoon was standing up, taking these little berries from this bush of mine. I, I have video of it. You want me to put up the video on the Facebook page? I took a video of it. I made a video. Because I, I went out and I, uh, I went out and I, well, okay, let me, let me go back. I just, now, now I'm just distracted again. I'll tell you about the raccoon in a second. I'll finish my point. So the one good thing about having this woman asking the questions instead of the senators is that, is that because the Democrats are all in outrage mode and the left-wingers will do anything, they'll light themselves on fire just to get attention. Uh, you, you can imagine the scenario where Dr. Ford wigs out in front of everybody and it becomes a big scene. Because that's all she has to do is sit there with an Orrin Hatch or a, or a Grassley or some other, you know, older guy, right, asking a question. All she has to do is, like, collapse or faint, you know? I could, see, I, I'm, I could totally see that happening, that she would, 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 would act up and faint or do something, you know? But she can't do that with this woman, Asking the questions. I don't think she can, at least. She might be able to, but it wouldn't have the kind of, uh, of legs that it would have if she did it with Orrin Hatch, you know. Orrin Hatch from Utah. Yes, it's my turn. Here's Dr. Ford. Have you uh, have any. <laughs> See, that would be horrible. And it, and it would be all over the news. Orrin Hatch made Dr. Ford cry. You know, that old white man makes rape victim or attempted rape victim cry. That's how it would go down. But she really doesn't, she really can't do that with this woman. She can, but she can't like wig out and, 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 and make a big acting display of it. So I think uh, the Republicans are, uh, I think the Republicans are making a, a good move here and a necessary move, but there's a certain level of sadness within my gut when people are disqualified because of their gender. But nonetheless, I'm, I'm, I, this is going to be uh, <laughs> faint like at a James Brown concert. Yeah, I mean, I'm serious. I mean, I mean that would that would I think that would happen. So they've taken – because that's what the left does. They're all a bunch of little drama queens all over the place. You should be ashamed of yourself. You know, when they're running, running into restaurants and yelling at people all the time and screaming like banshees, going crazy. How dare you? Survivors matter. Stop wearing – it's the same guy all the time too. Survivors, stop wearing fur. It's like, are you all brothers or what's up with you people? Now it turns out a lot of them actually are paid. There was a guy on undercover tape admitting he was, uh, he was paid. All right, so on to the raccoon in my yard. So I, I went to uh, I went to the – I turned on my you – know, I, I was going to get something out of my car. And I, I – so I – you know, you, you, you unlock your car from the inside, you know. And you go and – hold on a second. Let me see if I can uh, find my video. I made a couple of Bill Cosby memes yesterday, by the way. I haven't been on Twitter very much. I wonder if I, sh- I should put them out on Twitter. Or is it too soon to joke about Bill Cosby? And, and, uh, 
and 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 how Jello decided to discontinue their date rate flavored pudding pops. Is that is that bad? Is that a bad? Is that a, is it too soon? Okay, maybe it is. I'll save it. I'll do it later. Then here, let me find my video. So I made a video of of the event. There's my there's my father Tom pictures that I uh, that I haven't put up yet that I said I was going to do. That's the one thing I really don't do well. I don't follow through when I say I'm going to do something like that. So I'm sorry about that. Let me see if I can find this video. Do 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 do. Just oh here it is. So I went out and I I uh, so I, I I saw the the uh my lights went on and so i walk out to the car and i see this big ass raccoon just basically standing up in front of my uh in front of my in front of my car but kind of like between my car and these bushes and it was standing up pulling down these branches it was a gigantic raccoon and and there were like and i have these uh, green evergreen thing like berries on there oh here uh, hold on. Oh, shoot. Um, let me find it again. Here, and, and I'll play the video. I made a video of it. Here, listen. And, and it's, it's standing there grabbing these berries from the from the bush and pulling them down. It's apparently what it was doing. I couldn't figure out what it was doing until the morning when I saw all the, all the uh, uneaten berries on the ground. I don't know what those berries are, but, I mean, I don't, humans don't eat them, but this thing was eating them. And, and, it, and it wasn't gonna. It wasn't going to go away either, because it was like, uh, "You're gonna wait to get whatever you need to get out of your car." Because I'm eating these berries right now, and so if you're scared of me, uh, I'm not leaving. But if you're not scared of me, then well, help yourself and come on out and get your get in your car. So I decided, well, what I'll do is I'll tape you, and I'll talk to you, but I'm not gonna really come near you because I didn't need I didn't need a raccoon biting me at that time of uh, at that juncture in my life. But here, let me, uh, and I made, I made a video with my little fancy video thing. You having fun? Hey, hey, are you having fun? Hi, baby. <laughs> Hi, baby. Yeah, I blew him a kiss too. I'll put it up on. I'll put it up on the. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and put it up on Facebook. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll prove to you guys that that's what I was doing. So anyway, that's how I was occupying myself over the weekend. Hold on, let me just turn my thing down here. Okay, so G is going to be coming in in uh, just a few. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the fact that Dunkin' Donuts now is taking donuts out of its name. How's that? How's that? How did that happen? And why why did that happen? Why are they doing this? Now it's I think it's just going to be called Duncan. It's like, really? Why are you doing that? And it might actually be in a situation where uh where I um it might be a situation where I'm going to have to tell my Hardy's chicken story again. I don't know. Even even Matt knows the Hardy's chicken story by now, don't don't you? I think I've told it like 700 times already, and I've only been on the air Radio Free Almond for seven months or whatever it's been. But I still have told the story over. You guys, you know, I'll, you know what I'll do is I'll have you guys tell me the Hardy's chicken story. 
But uh, we got that. We got the Cosby thing. Cosby is going, by the way, away for upwards of, of 10 years. So uh, he's, uh, he's going to prison for this thing. And it, it was a terrible, you know, it was a, it was a terrible thing that he did. And, uh, and it's just is, and, and it's weird how the people are all, you know, they're, they're still trying to make the, the news anchors and everybody, they're still trying to do like, you know, irony lead ins, you know. He once made people laugh, and now because he made people cry, Bill Cosby. It's like, really, people? Bill Crosby hasn't been a comedian for heaven knows how long. Enough with the comedian, you know. In a sad twist of fate, the man who made America laugh has now making America cry with uh, prison time. It's like, come on, dudes. I did have a joke, though, that I might – I had a meme out, out later, too. I might put it out. They had uh, – a, I, I said that he, uh, that really, when he goes to prison, you know how prisoners treat <clears throat> people who are like sexual assaulters and things like that. And I, I put out one of these memes. I didn't put it out. I just sent it to people. I made one of these memes, and, and I have like a breaking news meme, and and I uh, and, and you can and you can make them uh, with. It's called mematic, and so I, I make these uh, memes with this uh, with this uh, thing called mematic. And so I, it was like, so you could make like a, you know, breaking news area there. And I said, um, they showed Bill Cosby for, as Dr. Huxtable, you know, in it. And it says, uh, prison population, breaking news, uh, LA, uh, prison population response to Cosby prison time. And the quote was, we really just want to kick his ass for wearing those sweaters. Is it too soon? Okay. Oh, that was a pretty good one, didn't you? Was the pudding pop thing a little too too raw? No, that was pretty good too. The date rape flavor pudding pop, yeah. I, I didn't put it out. You know how Twitter is these days. Um, I wouldn't want to get fired for putting a tweet out that would uh, that would harm people, right? Yeah. Hey, uh, we are live here from the Discovery Design Studios. DiscoveryDesignInc.com is where you're going to find those apples. And thank you to Rick and Jerry Pogue and the rest of the gang. And I'm a little late here, but without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem.
it's not too late. Golden Oak Lending has millions of dollars available with mortgage rates in the threes. Pay off high interest credit cards. Eliminate PMI. Fix up your home. You could even skip two months of mortgage payments. And if we can't close your loan, the appraisal is no charge. Call 314-567-GOLD. 567-GOLD. Golden Oak Lending cured my blues. NMLS 114937, 111 Westport Plaza, St. Louis, Missouri. Call 567-GOLD. All right, so are we using this mic then, or should I just use the other one anyway, since we have the crackle anyway? we going to use this? Okay. A little bit of a crackle. I'm going to put this video up here real quickly here. Yeah. I'll go ahead and put this video up for you people. Give you a little talking heads while I'm at it. Don't say I didn't give you anything. I'm giving you some talking heads again. Look at that. Here. All right, here. Uh-huh. I'll just do it like that. Share now. There. You guys can see your own... See your own raccoon video. Sorry, I, I I just I I did this the other day, and I'm sure you guys are kind of like, dude, what's up with you and your talking heads? I don't know. I just love these guys. I remember these guys. I listened to them through college, and I do remember. I do remember college. I don't. Re- I don't remember every party I went to. Remember college. I spent a lot of my time in college uh, working. You know, I, I was I was usually uh, just to, just to pay my way through school. I wasn't really I, w- I wasn't on the weekends and and in weeknights and things. If if I wasn't having to, well, my grades weren't very good. I know that, but they weren't very good because I was I wasn't in, I wasn't. Um, Studying as much, I was mostly just doing. You know, I was mostly just working. Like when I had spare time, I would I would be working, like at a radio station or working at Wisconsin Public TV and stuff like that. Because I had to get uh, had to pay for college, so I paid for college. So I, I was spared the huge, you know, crazy weekend benders and. And parties like that because I uh, I was busy. It probably helped me quite a bit. It probably saved me to a certain degree. I think I did still manage to have a uh, a blood alcohol level higher than my grade point average at one point, but still, I, I think I did I did get through it and, and enjoyed uh, enjoyed my run there at the University of Wisconsin. People are all like, you, you should, uh, are you into, uh, are you into uh, college f- 
football. I'm like, I guess I should be since I went to like a Big Ten school and everything. But the Badgers were pretty darn good back in the early 80s when I was there. But I haven't really paid much attention to them as much. Good morning this morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Want to let you guys know, too, uh, don't forget that we are going to be at Santino Cigars and Cocktails tomorrow as of 5 o'clock. I see that uh, Julie Golomsky is on the Facebook feed. And it reminds me, I need to grab some gear. Because, uh, Julie, I need to grab some gear so we could uh, have some gear available at the at the event t- tomorrow evening. At 5 o'clock at Santino Cigars and Cocktails, Vogel Road in Arnold. And we're going to have uh, Brett Steinhoff and the rest of the guys over there at... Uh, County Brown Barbecue team going to be there with a $10 plate. Oh, yeah, the Michigan Wolverines. I know, Margaret. Yeah. I always like it when Michigan plays Michigan State. They hate each other. It's always good to see two teams. It's interesting how the how the teams that are uh, in the same state hate each other the most. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. Because Michigan State and Michigan, hey, you go there and these people are like, getting in fights and everything else, you know. So I uh, want to make sure you guys know that we're going to be there at 5 o'clock, and I don't know what the actual end time is going to be. But we've got uh, Tom. Father Tom thinks we ought to have hoodies, Julie. Think we ought to have hoodies. New hoodies. Be great. Some like lighter hoodies. Come up with that for you. We can figure that out for you. Little lighter, lighter hoodies. Radio Free Almond hoodies. You could, uh, you could put the hood up and walk into a convenience store with sunglasses on and scare everybody half to death with the Radio Free Almond hoodie. Do that. You could, uh, you could, you could go to one of those, uh, go to one of those. Mall photo booths and be the Unabomber if you want to do that too. With the Radio Free Almond hoodie, that's a good idea, Julie. Let's do that. Little Julie Matthews, she, she, Campbell Matthews, she wants she wants uh, small stuff, extra small stuff. All right, little Julie, we'll give you some extra small stuff. So we need to find more about. Anyway, I'll talk to Julie. Uh, and Paul Golomsky today and make sure I have some stuff. I forgot all about that. They bring a banner down there and everything else. Anyway, so we've got uh, Brett, the County Brown guys, $10 a plate. It's going to be pulled pork, and then it's also going to be uh, two sides, and it's uh, $10 a plate, the money going to serve my guys over at uh, Backstoppers. So that's going to be great. And then we're going to have Glazers, which is really their premier liquor distributor in town here, and they are going to be doing a bourbon whiskey tasting down there. I think it's just bourbon whiskey uh, tasting down there. We're going to see about uh, developing some uh, bands for cigars that are the Radio Free Almond c- cigars for you. And then we're going to uh, 
have all the drinks you could possibly want down there as well. They've got your bottle there at Santino Cigars and Cocktails. Thank you to uh, Mike and Shannon and the rest of the gang. So it's going to be a great night tomorrow night, 5 to uh, whenever, at Santino Cigars and Cocktails. Appreciate you very much. So, yeah, you know, I, I uh, the, the, the numbers for Brett Kavanaugh are looking pretty good. Uh, they, they are, and, and it's pissing the media off. They don't like this. Uh, this isn't this isn't going the way they wanted it to go. And so I, my my feeling right now is that my feeling right now is that we are in a situation where we've got Jeff Flake is the one who is uh, the only one who I believe is going to be a definite no vote. He's just not going to do anything to help the president. I, I just don't, and I, I might be being cynical about it, but I think the others that are in the balance, even little Bob Corker, can't be that small of a man to vote no when there's no evidence of uh, sexual assault or anything else like that. So, I believe Murkowski is going to be a yes vote. I think Collins is going to be a yes vote. And I believe that Corker is going to be a yes vote, and 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 Flake, you know we can we can uh, we can. Uh, oh, Jim wants Glaciers to bring some salted caramel crown royal, huh? Really? I, you know, hey, listen, uh, Mike might have it, Santino's might already have it, buddy. But so I, I think I think Flake is the one because he's he's a, he's a soulless uh, opportunist, and he'll he'll be the he'll be a no vote. I think either way. But maybe even Flake will 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 end up uh, regaining some of the uh, some of the soul that he has sold out to the Never Trumper movement. Who knows? But boy, they don't like they do not like this how this whole thing is going, uh, and and so they're freaking out now. They now they even hated the fact that uh, Brett Kavanaugh went on and defended himself. See, here's the thing. Uh, and this is uh, and this is this is kind of the feeling I get anyway that the uh the media and others when they're on to something they don't like things to disrupt their narrative that's why and, and also the never trumpers and the people who want to see trump fail they don't like this 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 narrative so what they do is they set this thing up and then they don't want anybody to speak and, and how they do that how they achieve that is by threatening to burn you on twitter and call you a sexist or say that you are a uh, rape sympathizer or whatever they and, they, and, and there are enough there are men out there who are just scared enough to uh then keep quiet but once again they've underestimated trump uh, they've underestimated Brett Kavanaugh even, and they've underestimated us. And so you hear all these people over at Hot Air or Red State or someplace like that saying, oh, President Trump needs to keep his mouth shut or he's going to ruin the whole thing. And, oh, here it comes President Trump. He's got to stop talking. It's like, no, we want him to talk. We voted for him. That's why we wanted a guy with balls. We got one. We're glad. And so, look what's happened. They went out there with a very forceful defense of Brett Kavanaugh. Mitch McConnell, 
and I've said this last yesterday. I don't want to keep repeating myself on this. Mitch McConnell has, uh, who I have derided time and time again as being this mealy-mouthed, undertakerish guy, has shown himself to be an amazing supporter of Brett Kavanaugh, even though Kavanaugh wasn't even Mitch McConnell's first choice. In fact, I think it was his third choice. And there were some saying early on, oh, Mitch McConnell's going to let this thing tank because he doesn't want, he doesn't want uh, Brett Kavanaugh in there either. No, wrong again. Wrong again. President Trump basically has uh, told everybody who will listen to him, I'm sure, that you are hereby ordered to make this thing happen. We are not withdrawing this nomination. And so if you can, because the facts are there, talk about the facts, talk about the lack of evidence this woman has, and stand up for your guy. Don't be afraid of NBC News or Savannah Guthrie or Lester Holt. Don't be afraid of the the idiot people on Twitter or anything else. Don't be afraid of them. Get out there and get your hands dirty. Some people have. And believe me, this thing would have been over actually a long time ago had we had people like Senator Blunt and other Republicans come out and talk forcefully in defense of Kavanaugh or at least tell the truth about the lack of evidence surrounding the Kavanaugh accusers' claims. But we have it. Ben Sass, where was he? Just remember the people who you didn't hear from. When all this is over and, and, and Brett Kavanaugh is confirmed, when all this is over, remember the names of the people who didn't step up. Remember the names of the people who, instead of fighting, retreated. Keep those people in mind. Uh, and because they're the ones who, you know, there's always that... Uh, there's always, you know, in every war movie, and I've seen pretty much every single one, at least through the through the early 70s, there's always that, that one person who, a couple people who decide they're not going to go and launch the attack, and they stay behind because they're scared. And usually what happens to them, though, in the movies is that they're the ones, because you can usually ID the, the guy that's going to die in the very beginning of the movie, usually. I, I got to the point where I could actually detect that. Oh, that guy's going to die. No, no question about it, because of their cowardice. But keep, keep a list of these people because and, – and believe me, they'll all come out and say, yeah, I, I was supportive of Brett Kavanaugh all along. It's like, oh, really? Where were you then? Because I, I think you were afraid of uh, uh, the vagina hats getting all over you and screaming at you at restaurants. So where were you on this? Again, the two days after she made the, the, uh, the claims – it was pretty dicey. We didn't know what was going on. We, we wanted to give somebody who says that they were sexually assaulted uh, a hearing. We wanted, to, we wanted to hear her out. But after about a week when we found this story to be just such a bunch of baloney, at that point, then people should have come out and, and, and defended him. But they didn't. But you know what? The guy we elected to defend fairness and justice, the guy who was voted for, by evangelicals, the guy who, who couldn't quote a Bible passage to save his life, the evangelicals knew one thing. They knew that President Trump was going to fight for them, whether he knew a Bible passage or not. And, and, and you know what? 
the white suburban women voters, right? The people who everybody's scared of making angry. They voted for President Trump, too, regardless of whether or not he had a videotape or he was on tape doing something, because they knew he would fight for their families. He'd fight for an economy that would help their families. He knew he would fight for uh, things that were near and dear to them. He, he, He knew they would fight for their principles. Whether or not he regardless of his relationship with Melania or whatever, they knew he was a fighter. They knew he was a guy who would stand up. Women like men. All right? That's that's just a fact. And and, and whether you're a white suburban female owner or, or whatever you happen to be, uh, they like people who stand up for what they believe in. Now, obviously, if, if, if you believe in rape, no, uh, you, you're not going to be, you know, there, there are exceptions, obviously. So they miscalculated again. And by the time this thing is over tomorrow, uh, and, uh, and, and it will be, and I, I will and, – and this – I'm glad that the Republicans chose this outside prosecutor, this outside investigator to ask the questions. I have real problems with the fact that they disqualified themselves, some of these guys, because uh, they're men. I find that distasteful. I find that sad. But you know what? This is a game that we have to strategize completely on. And sometimes when you strategize, you got to make some sacrifices uh, to, to, to make this thing happen. And, and so it's a sad day in, 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 in American history when duly elected senators have to be disqualified from asking questions because of optics and because they're males. And because they dare not talk to a sexual assault victim. But on the other hand, I could totally defend this decision because it gives us more credibility and, and, and gives this case more credibility in order to ask the right questions. She's more of an expert. I get it. Let's go ahead and do it. But just keep that in the back of your mind that there was a decision made based on the fact of this belief that men cannot be seen interviewing women who claim that they've been sexually assaulted. And again, as I told you earlier, I won't repeat myself again, but a lot of people, new people on the stream now and on the uh, Facebook page, uh, keep in mind, this was all going to be a planned flip out. So Dr. Ford would have like collapsed in her chair when Orrin Hatch is asking her a question or something, and she would have cried and, and done all these antics and people would have screamed. It would have been one big one big screaming, meme banshee moment there with all these uh, white dudes, all the, all the old men like Orrin Hatch and Grashley with their mouths agape, and that would, have been the, that would have been the front page picture on the New York Times is this woman collapsed in a heap in a chair and these uh, male Republican senators all looking down at her. That would, have been, that would have been the picture. So they've taken them out of, they've taken that possibility out. So anyway... Here's uh, Ferret Face. I can never remember his name, although I, I think it's Chuck Todd. But he's got a he's got a uh, he's got a goatee. He's got a goatee because, like like some some guys do, they've got like a double chin, and so they put on they wear a goatee so that you don't see how double chinny they are. But it doesn't work on me. I can see I can see your double chin. I see the fact that you combed your hair forward. I get it. It didn't work for George Clooney when he combed his hair forward. He looked like an idiot. What do you look like? You're like Julius Caesar all of a sudden. 
Julius Caesar with a goatee and a double chin. That's what uh, Chuck Todd looks like. Normally, I don't try to go after people uh, based on cosmetics, but what the hell? Right? It's Radio Free Almond. Radio Free Almond, right? Is that right? Oh, look. G is here. Okay, we're going to have Aaron in a little bit uh, in a second here. So uh, Chuck Todd, they don't like the fact that Kavanaugh went out and defended himself on Fox News. And so, uh, yeah, and and actually, uh, Pat is wondering if she shows up. Uh, Here's the calculation, for instance. She's probably better off not showing up if they want to try to hurt Kavanaugh because I guarantee you tomorrow is not going to help her. It's not going to help her. Kavanaugh now has the upper hand. And again, this isn't a game where, where if she really is a victim of him, I'd hate that, and, and, but I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I do wish, uh, I, I do wish actually Kavanaugh's wife in that interview was a little more, uh, I don't know, a little more like, I she defended him, but she was kind of like, I know him, he... I can't imagine him doing this. It's like I, I, you should have said there's no way he did this. That that would have been a little bit better, but I don't know. These people, they, they were both in a situation that was untenable, that they've never been in before. And it just I, – I can't imagine how hard this has been on all of them, including the girls. Anyway, here's Chuck Todd. They don't like the fact that Kavanaugh spoke up. But, folks, it's been 24 hours of what you might call a shock and awe strategy from the judge himself – the president, the White House communications team, and Republican leadership in the Senate. Yeah, it, you're damn right. Good, good for you, Chuck Todd. It was a shock and awe strategy. It's one that we all wanted. Because I'll guarantee you, even back in the day when, uh, when we had the situation with, with, the, with 97-1, there were people just saying, why aren't they letting you speak? Why aren't they letting you speak? I go, I don't know. They won't let me talk. Here, the Trump administration did exactly what we have. We're paying them to do. Exactly what we elected them to do, and that is to stand up and fight. And so when we had Sarah Huckabee Sanders out there, and we had Kavanaugh out there, and we had President Trump out there, and Mitch McConnell out there, this worked. All in an attempt to shore up the GOP base, which doesn't necessarily make Kavanaugh more confirmable as far as the middle of the country is concerned. But what do you know about the middle of the country, dude? Do you even know where St. Louis is, Chuck Todd? These guys have no idea what the, the middle of the country loves this. Are you kidding me? The middle of the country loves it when people have balls. The middle of the country makes this country. And the middle of the country elected President Trump. And the middle of the country is very, very happy with how things are going right now. Just want to let you know. This is a base strategy right now. The airways are awash in a Trump-style playbook of denials, counter-strikes, claims of a vast left-wing conspiracy. Yeah, good, good reading of the teleprompter there, Chuck, because that's, you're, you're actually – everything you're saying is correct. And overt attacks on Kavanaugh's accusers. And there were moments – Overt attacks on Kavanaugh's accusers. You mean, you mean him defending himself? Those are called overt attacks on Kavanaugh's accuser? Interview last yeah. night that were quite emotional, and I well, think and that's what I'm curious well about in front of the committee about this uh, about this decision to do what no Supreme Court nominee's ever done, as to sort of fight for your life in the in, a, in the political square. Yeah, Chuck, why is this? It's so amazing how these uh, doe-eyed, dumb, 
bag as a, uh, as a bag of hair journalists are all like shocked when people come forward and defend themselves. We're, we're actually used to accusing them of something and them, them keeping quiet and slinking away. This is an impossible thing that they're doing right now, standing up and defending themselves. It can only be because they're all rapists. Now, it drives him nuts. This is very unusual for a Supreme Court justice to uh, come forward and, and, and actually defend himself in a public square. It's like this guy's like the dog looking into a cone on the cover of that, of that record. Like, what? I don't even – I don't understand. It's like, oh, you don't understand, do you? Well, try being a real human being for a while. Try actually understanding what it's like to be accused of sexually assaulting somebody and nearly murdering them. Then maybe you'll understand. But what you do for a living is you go out there and you attack people and accuse them of something. And you expect everybody to wander away and cower away and and walk away from you with their tail between their legs. Well, that doesn't happen in normal America, Chuck Todd. And so Brett Kavanaugh is going to go out there and defend himself. That's what happens. Well, this is highly highly unusual. Yep, you're damn right it is. Uh, We are in unusual times, and we're going to show you what being usual is all about. You keep pushing us, we'll keep showing you just how usual everything is. Because you know what? We're going to go to the polls as usual in 2018 and, and humiliate you, and we're going to go to the polls in 2020 as usual, and humiliate you. That's what's going to happen. So back to the usual, and you can, you can suffer through the unusual all you want. It's an interesting decision, and I say this because... I say this because I didn't want to hear him defend himself, because we're used to just simply telling all the stories. That's why they don't like President Trump to tweet, because President Trump is able to tell his own story. They don't want that. NBC News, CBS, CNN, uh, NBC, all these guys... They want to tell the story, but now they're taken out of the game. Oh, this is highly unusual. Boy, maybe if we, if, if we just didn't have Fox News, we would uh, not have to hear from Brett Kavanaugh, would we now? Well, you know what? You did, and he nailed it. He knocked it out of the park. For you, something Brett Kavanaugh said in his opening statement on September 4th. Here it is. Yeah. A good judge must be an umpire. I mean, do we really need to hear any more of this? This is this is this is Chuck Todd uh, the day after the the appearance of Brett Kavanaugh on the show whining about the appearance because he knows what it did. It, it took them completely out of their ball game and it, it waged a, a defense. And what they're trying to do is is they're accusing the Trump administration of defending itself, which is which is crazy. And I thought they've done an excellent job, and they did a job that we expected them to do. Because a lot of us, and believe me, I think President Trump and the rest of his gang, well, I spit all over my, uh, I spit all over my screen. Lord, what's wrong with me? It's terrible. Yeah, uh, we expected President Trump. For a while, they were thinking to ourselves, "Man, I hope I hope these guys uh, do something." Hope they say something, and boy, they they gave it a beat. Three, two, one, boom, and they were out there. Once the, once they knew this woman's story was t- a total fraud, they were out there in force and good for them. And I think it's going to work. So we'll see how it goes. G is up. G is up with a new book. I don't even know what it's called yet. I think I do, but I'm going to let her tell you. 
make up your mind Decide to walk with me Hey, don't forget about Around the lake tonight. Matthew Mitchell, 855, quote me Around the lake tonight Matthew Mitchell and me Matthew Mitchell, Allstate Agency, 855, quote me Low premiums and low deductibles all at the same time. It doesn't get any better than that. So if you have your car insurance or your or your house insurance or for that matter, your life insurance, Matthew Mitchell's gonna give you great rates. Usually can't find low deductibles and low premiums at the same time because what happens is they give you low premiums, but they they make it up by charging you huge deductibles because they really don't want to pay you. That doesn't matter. Allstate is a big company, big portfolio, and so they get they get the job done, and they get it done just for you. Matthew Mitchell, Allstate Agency. 855 quote me it's fun to have a guy who's in town locally who's uh going to help you hi Gia Valetti. how you doing good morning i'm well good Thank morning you. this morning uh you're gonna be there tomorrow night yes fantastic you're gonna bring your books no i will not have them yet you won't i won't do you have a way to take orders for the books yes okay good i could do that you should do that or you can just in a couple of days purchase off of Amazon. Do you even have a mock-up of the book? Yes. Okay. You should bring that with you. I, I will bring that with me so people can see it. Is it is it a mock-up of the book that is... Uh... It's a hard copy exactly as it will look when you purchase it. And exactly as it will read, too? Correct. You know what you ought to do. What? Uh, you ought to... Uh... You ought to... Uh... John is John is deciding he's gonna he's gonna direct the show. John Steele is gonna he's directing the show now. He says you need to stand uh I don't know. <laughs> oh. I should be like Kim what? Like how I, I Kim guess, is. yeah. I can do it. I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't set you up there, so I don't know. I mean I you know that's that's the uh there. There. Is See this John, better, John we listen, we listen, Hi. you talk, we listen. Oh wait. There we go. Yeah. Why don't you move it over a little bit that way? What, am I too close? Yeah. You're in my Excuse space. Me. I'm in your in yeah. your light. You're like that Asian behind me at the grocery store who thinks that that, that <laughs> being that, that pushing me a little further behind there is going to... See, there. That, that, that way, you're, at, at that corner there, oh, you can face us both. See? Yeah. There we go. All right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm, your- not gonna, I'm not going to move any faster in my grocery line. If you get closer to me, because I can't go anywhere. I just want to let you know <laughs> that when you stand behind me closer, it doesn't make the line move any faster. I'm just telling you. I had that experience yesterday. You did? I'm, I'm like, the person in front of me has their card in the chip reader. Yes. I have my two children, and we've already put the space divider in between everyone's items, and this person is... Inching, I, my things haven't even moved forward yet. The person in front of me hasn't even left the paying area. Yeah. 
and they're crowding me. Why? I don't know. It's not gonna. It's not gonna make. And the the checker was not in a real big hurry. Right. So I'm like, what what are we doing here? We're people just- people don't sometimes never learned uh, how to how to cue. You know. Correct. Uh, usually, Mind like, like the cue. Yeah, like in. Um, usually there. I mean, and I'm not being trying to be. But I think I'm, I'm sure somebody will take it the wrong way, but a lot of people from other countries tend to not know how to queue. They, they don't really know. They don't really know about, what, about standing in a line. Right. I'm just saying. That's just my, been my experience. But I don't understand. You know, pe- people who uh, push forward, they think it's, it's going to create some movement. I don't know. I don't get too bent out of shape about I it. Don't I, don't, I don't do stupid things. You know, like, for instance, I'm not the guy who, when someone comes up behind me in a car, right? I'm not the guy who slows down. Uh. You know what I mean? I move over. If you want to get past me, if I'm not moving, usually I'm, I'm like, wow, I'm like going, going pretty fast. Like 90. And you're, you want to get, okay, that's fine. I'll move over. But, but when somebody comes up behind me in a car, I move the hell over. If, if, if they want to get around me, uh, then I move over. I don't decide, you know, I'm, it's going to be, you know, Custer's last stand there on Highway 40. Right. You know, you're not going to move me. That would bruise my ego. No, I just move over when people people want to get in front of me. Whatever, go ahead. I'm the you're, same if way. you're in a hurry, fine. More power to and and you never know. They might really be in a hurry for some emergent situation. Exactly. That's oh. right. Or they might be Jesus. <laughs> they might be. Jesus. And do you and do you and if Jesus is driving behind you, do you really want to decide you're going to mess with him? No. No. You know. And 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 you also want to let people in, and it's and oftentimes that's not just in case it's Jesus. You just want to let him in. I let people in because I think something good is going to come out of it at, at some point in my day. Oh, it's so it's just not thing. for the good. So you think you're gonna you you ex, you want to extract something Absolutely. from your good deed? Absolutely, because usually when I let people in, it's when I should not be letting them in because I am very behind. Mm-hmm. So I sacrifice my I'm, own needs. For that person, good, and then I know that there will be a payout in it. A ten dollar bill will drop out of the sky. <laughs> That's two Starbucks. I gave uh, Father Miller says Jesus drives a muscle car. Uh, did you guys see that? Did you guys see? Did you see my raccoon video up there? I still have to put the uh, Father Miller stuff up there as well. His twenty fifth anniversary of ordination, so he's celebrating his jubilee. So, uh, yeah, I, I gave somebody the other day in a. Uh, in a parking lot, a uh, Whole Foods, and she walked up to my car, which I can't stand it when people do that, but they do. Because uh, I don't know what nowadays. That's what people. I don't know. What, it's all over the you place. You mean someone now. who recognized you? No, oh, it was just somebody. Stranger. Some some no. It's like almost some. She looked. She couldn't have been more than twenty years old. This black chick walks up to my car and. Asked me for money for a bus thing or something. I don't know. She just, I, who knows? They always have these stories. I'm like, all right, here. I gave her some money. I was panhandled many times because I lived in the city and I owned a business in the city. But the straw that broke the camel's back for me was when I was eight months pregnant with Eddie. And Trudy was sitting in the front of the cart, you know, the little where your legs go through. And I was coming out of Target and I got to my vehicle and I opened the back door because that's where the car seat is. That's where you put your little one as I'm loading the bags in. And I get pinned between the SUV next to me and my door. It was very invasive and it was very cl- in a closed space. And I don't usually lash out and I, I lost it. Like the mama bear in me came out, which was probably foolish because you don't know 
what that person is capable of, but I got very territorial. You pull a gun? I did not pull oh, a gun. Oh, shoot. I didn't have my CCW, though. Oh, oh okay. So, yeah, I just but pulled a gun and wave it out, wave it around. I, uh, that, that sent me over the edge. So, Good no. for you. Fighting back. Yep. Mama Bear fighting back. All right, so uh, before we get to the issues at hand here and, t- and tomorrow, what I th- here's what I think you should do with the book. Since you have a copy of the book mm-hmm. that you didn't bring in, by the way. I don't understand that. Because I have another copy coming tomorrow. Okay. And I didn't want to bring the one that's not the real one. Why isn't this the real one, though? Because there was a production issue. Oh, So okay. they sent me a replacement copy to assure me that the color saturation and the pagination would be just perfection. I see. Well, you know what I think you should do with the one that's not perfect, if you want to, is to uh, go ahead and you should bring it down with you, mm-hmm. sign it, okay. sell it, and donate the proceeds to Backstoppers. Sounds great to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... Uh, do have people bid on bid it. on it on the book? Yeah, and you Great sign idea. it, and it's and it's the and it's the uh, the very first the one. very first one, and you and you sign it, and and you uh, and you donate the proceeds to backstoppers. Does that sound good? It sounds great. Okay, bring it down. <laughs> you don't want to do that? No, absolutely, I'll do it. I'm. That's assuming that someone's really going to want this very first ever well, copy you never for, know. for when I'm this famous author. You, you, you don't. You don't know. You never know. It's true. Somebody might want it. Yeah. I would go ahead and put put the and put the little uh, bid list like like they do at these places auctions. And, mm-hmm. auctions, and then a little list there. And then uh, by the time we um, finish up, we'll be uh, ready to go. You you, you have the, have the have the have the uh, have the money for backstoppers. Well, so you, you and the county Browns. Are you going to auction anything off? Um, I don't know. Should I? I mean, I I normally I'm I'm you know I'm doing the whole thing. So that's true. I mean, you know, just I don't know any. I got the county Browns involved to to uh, to, to give money to backstoppers. So I'm I'm more than uh, I think I've done. I can I guess I could auction something off. I don't know what should, what should I auction off. I don't know. I love backstoppers. I'll see. All right. So tell me about the book. The book is called The Magnificent Melvin and Moxie. Uh huh. It is a children's book, but also a parent book. It is written for both the parent and the child, and. It's written in such a way that parents can identify with the message of the book and find comfort in knowing that we are all facing what I call the war on technology together. But it also shows the children that there are other options for them other than conforming to cultural norms. So just because everybody else is doing it and specific to cell phones, that you don't have to do that. You can go another way. You can find tremendous pleasure in lots of other activities other than sitting around on your device. And so it's told through a story? It's told from Moxie's perspective, which is Trudy, and Melvin is Eddie. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're real kids. My kids. My okay. real kids, yeah. yes. And it is fiction in that the characters are different names and the characters are twins, which my kids are not twins, but the the events that occur in the story are nonfiction, real. They're real things that we've experienced. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so and so, 
uh, the interactions are much like the interactions uh, one would take when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, oh, Amy, I'll sign. I should sign the book. I'll sign your book, too, because here's what happens is, that, is I used to do this thing at 97.1 where I would get the book. And then I would I would say that I'm giving away a signed copy of so and so's book, except I'm signing it. Yeah. So you know. Anyway, so the interactions are similar. So when it comes to you know getting somebody off of their device or cell phone or whatever, then that's kind of how how things play out there, right? Yes. They um they are approaching their tenth birthday and they are very excited to get the very thing that everybody else has, which is cell phones. And you find that there's a lot of reward and surprise in the story as to how things unfold. Gotcha. That'll be great. Yeah. And so uh, this will be for sale through Amazon, correct? Correct. Are you going to get do a bookstore or something too? Because I mean, it really is kind of. It's really kind of a really. It's it's a. I don't see many books that address this kind of thing. Um, There are no books that address this. Uh, I just did a Google. I did a lot of searching prior to writing the book and releasing the book. There is a recent book that just came out, but it's not anywhere near the same message. And Jamie Lee Curtis wrote it. Oh, so it's interesting because it's all about selfies and how people are missing the world. Right. Because everything's done through a camera and mom has to capture every moment with her kids and everything. Selfie, which I'm not judging selfies, but she wrote a book about that. So, but the message of my book is very different. So there's nothing like it on the market. Yeah, I, I will tell you that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is correct about that part of it. Um, that that the, uh, you know, in a situation like this, that that you have a um, that that you have a situation where, uh, I, I was at a concert not too long ago, and it was the it was the. Um, uh, the concert that was for, uh, I think it was Simon and Garfunkel, or I think, I can't remember what it was. And most people were videotaping the thing with their phones and not enjoying Dang. it. Yeah. And not, not, and not appreciating it. And, and it was kind of really um, interesting how they, they went about that. And, and, uh, and, and a lot of people who are performers don't like it either. Because they want people who are engaged in, in – you want them engaged in what you're doing as opposed, right. to, uh, as opposed to being disengaged. And people think sometimes that, that taking the videos is a, is a disengagement. I mean I, I, I take a lot of pictures. I do a lot of that kind of yeah. stuff, and, and I like to do that. But sometimes it is interesting how, how most of the time if you see a concert or if you're sitting at a concert, you can see that most of the people are actually videotaping the thing with their phones – Right. And, 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 and not really even taking in the moment. Yeah. And it's so, hard because you, know. you want to capture the moment and you want to look at it later and you want to post it on your social media basically to say, look where I was. And yeah. here's a video. I mean, there's a million reasons why you do it. It's not just that reason. But, yeah. you know, it, but you do. You are less engaged when you have the di- – that happened to me the other day with my kids. They were doing something, a performance, and – I thought, why am I? Oh, it was Trudy. She had a piano recital. And I was holding this up and I wanted to capture it. And sometimes it's because my kids want to see themselves. Mom, did you video me? They want to see themselves. But I, you know, I'm always conflicted on do I want to hold this thing up or do I want to take in the moment of just watching right. her, not worried about is her face in the actual yeah. lens, you know? Well, the other day, for instance, and, and, and this, it was, this, was, uh, this was interesting, the other day, 
uh, I, I went to the MAC and I had, and it was right before we went to the, uh, uh, um, the, the Flamian, uh, hot dog party, you know, where we were raising money mm-hmm. for backstoppers and, or for the families of, uh, for Ryan O'Connor and the rest of the team. And, uh, we, uh, I, I, we went to the MAC before that. And uh, Hot Dogs for Heroes is where it was. And so we went to the, uh, the MAC before that, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, afterwards. And then t- I went to work out, and then Aiden and Natalie were going to go grab some lunch at the MAC. And so uh, they were going up to get grab their lunch, and I reminded Aiden. I said, okay, so you're having lunch with your sister. Do not be on the phone. Natalie does not have a phone. Uh, Aiden does. He's 14. Right. Natalie's 10. Right. So uh, Natalie doesn't have a phone. So I reminded him. I said, uh, you know, hey, uh, please make sure that you converse with her and don't let her make her just sit there and watch you and Play watch you phone. on your phone right. while you're having lunch. It's the worst possible <laughs> thing you could possibly do. So I did. I did re- remind him to kind of make sure that 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 he he did that and, and was engaged with her. Right. Uh, I, I, I will tell you that, that there's nothing more, um, there's nothing more sad than seeing couples at a restaurant and, and both of them on their phones. Now, if you're a couple at a restaurant and you're monitoring a, somebody who you just, Sent to the emergency room, or something. you know, I know there are always exceptions, and sure. everybody always comes up. With, yeah, but what about if you're okay? I get it, <laughs> but if you're just sitting there and you're out getting dinner with your lovely one, right? Uh, and you're on your, you're both on your phones. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's not more, more of a sadder sight than that. So I have, I'm at the point now where I've started photographing people when I'm out, oh, really? which here I am on my phone photographing people, but it's for good reason. And I'm not with my family when I do it because people, when you're in public, just everybody, FYI, when you're in public, you assume no privacy. So there's nothing illegal about photographing people in a public place. There's no ramification for that. But you don't want to, but you don't want to put them on the internet though, right? Oh, I put it on my Facebook page. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> on my business page. Absolutely. And I highlight for people, here I was... Do you make them anonymous? Or well, do you, I don't know their names. But you put their faces on there? Usually I try to get it from an angle where it's not like a full-on view. Like, I'll go on an angle. And furthermore, their faces are down in the phone, so you right. really can't see them anyway. Okay. Precisely my point. All right. I, it's, it's, so this is kind of like, like some you've people... You've been moxied. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, like tech shaming. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, okay. All right, but yeah. It, but again, you know, it's, it's mostly families at dinner... Kids and devices, parents and devices. I'll see a family of four sitting at a casual restaurant, and they're all sitting there on their phones. And I take photos to just highlight for people, here's another example, here's another. I mean, it never gets old. It's constant. You can go anywhere. We go to the orthodontist office. We walk in. Honestly, I think of it sometimes as the lack of awareness of what's going on around you is frightening. You could walk in to a business and do some... You could run in naked. You could run in with a gun. I don't care what it is. People would not know it's coming. They might not even notice. Finally, I could run in someplace yes. naked. Absolutely. I've always wanted see. to do that. Yeah. Okay. My kid's orthodontist <laughs> office. Just give me the address. I'll run in. I'm running. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure that'll go over well. Me running naked into a kid's orthodontist office. That'd be great. But anyway, it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's here to stay. It's all good. People, you know, I'm, again, I'm, it's just my mission and my crusade. Now, keep in mind, though. 
you got to be careful because there, there, there are people like some people have taken pictures of people like at a gym, and, and like if if they're overweight or something, and right. they and they and they've gotten in trouble for doing that. I just want to let you know that sometimes taking pictures of people and putting them on the internet really sometimes <laughs> might not be that. It might blow back on you. Just just let you know. That's- Put your phone down. It depends on what you say. Put your phone down and I won't take your picture. <laughs> okay. There okay. you go. Now, the other thing that's that's interesting, too, is when people uh, – I, I noticed this also. Like elevators are a perfect example of that where the minute people walk into elevators now, they just go immediately to their phones even if they really don't have anything have to look at. To. It's uncomfortable, awkward silence of, oh, I'm in, I'm in an elevator in a closed, tight space with another person. God forbid we say – How's the weather today? Yeah, I mean, because I, I, I like going into an elevator and saying, what's up? <laughs> They're like, I, level I, one, I, level know, one. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, I like talking to people in the elevator. And, and, and a lot of times people are pleasantly surprised when you do talk to them. It's very interesting how uh, you could sit there and, and people are so weird about talking to each other that, that uh, you, could, you could do all this and uh, you um, – you know, you you you, uh, you get involved in something, and 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 some people just go into their silent mode. But if you say, "Hey, how you doing?" Fine, and then you could you, and they, and and you could talk for hours. You know, basically. So some people, you just need to kind of break the ice. Now, I don't sit there. I don't need to talk to people. I just don't like the idea of purposely going into a phone if I'm not. You know. Um, if I don't need to, just to avoid talking to somebody. One of the other saddest things I see, and it's kind of with the young crowd, it's the it's the guys who are out. I've, I've been here before. I was at uh, been there before where, I, where I'm at a restaurant, and some dude who's in his twenties is with his girlfriend or something, uh, or his wife, and they're at the bar, and, and she's sitting there, and he's on his phone. I'm thinking. Dude, what are you doing? I mean, I, and I and I get it if they're oh, I got a text to make arrangements because we're going to meet up with so and so afterwards. So you know, I mean, it's 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 I know what the issue is, and and it's better for people to kind of learn those things. And those those people, if they read your book, uh, they become adults who don't do that. Absolutely, you know, and you know, I folks out there are going to think that it's invasive and that it's you know invasion invasion of people's privacy and whatnot, but you have to create awareness by being bold. You just do. Right. People who make change in the world don't do it by being passive or being quiet. This is something that I am vehement about. I campaign for it. I think it is the demise of our society. And I will do whatever I have to do to create that awareness among people. That's fine. So, I, mean, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm of the belief normally – if somebody like is taking a picture of me and I'm at a restaurant, I'm going to go and get their phone and I'm going to shoot it with my 38 Fabulous. normally, or, or I'm going to throw it into the trash can. Yeah. So just just know that there are some people who are going to not be so happy about uh, you doing that. All right, but you know what? Hey, listen, if, if you can do it in a lighthearted way, like sometimes I think people, even if you did like a candid camera thing and you just kind of said, "Hey, here's my book," you know what you could do is you could. Give them. This would be pretty annoying, though. I have to tell you, you can give them a copy of your book. I don't know. I'm, that, that would be pretty annoying. If you want me to delete this picture from my phone, it's going to cost you nine ninety nine. And here's a copy of my book. Oh, that'll work out well. That's a cheap. That'll go over well cheap. in court. Yeah. <laughs> 
Extortion. Totally, totally normal. Extortion always, you know. <laughs> All right, so uh, t- correct me if I'm wrong. President Trump and his team, they have handled this Brett Kavanaugh thing brilliantly, correct? Absolutely. You are a white female suburban voter. The, the ones that they're all, that everybody is threatening will wander away from the GOP. Have I been right in my assessment that the white suburban female voter, first of all, most of them listen to Radio Free Allman. Secondly, most of them voted for President Donald Trump. And most of them are people who support justice, who support fairness, and who also support when somebody does something wrong, uh, they ought to be accountable for it. And if they didn't do something wrong, then they shouldn't have their lives ruined for it. Kind of the way a lot of other just normal, average, everyday people think. Agree, 100%. And I I commend him for standing up and facing this and not crawling into a hole and hiding somewhere. Yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, that's... That's what we needed. And did you? What did you think of the Brett Kavanaugh interview? I I was very impressed. I thought he was very well spoken. I thought he, you know, I, I hate to say convincing because that's almost like you have to convince somebody of something. Like he was very succinct and direct about, and he was believable. Believable, maybe yeah, is the word. Yeah, he was. I didn't in any way feel like he was. You know, I, I don't recall doing that or I never did. I mean, he was adamant. I, I know what I've done in my life. Yeah, yeah. I know, you know, my, my file folder of my entire life. It's cataloged up. You know, I'm, I know what I've done and I've never done this. Well, and I, I, was, I was glad to see even when, when Martha McCallum said, did it ever get so hard for you and you, uh, that you just wanted to go away? And Kevin was like, no, no, I didn't. I never considered going away. I never considered withdrawing. I, he didn't put it that way, but basically in so many words, he said, I'm, I, I never I, – I didn't do anything. I'm not going anywhere. Right. I'm not leaving. This isn't happening. And you know what? Uh, I appreciate President Trump so much. And you know what? Our instincts were right. Uh, there were some people who thought that, the, that the, there would be some um, – you know, uh, some – Way in which they they finagle some kind of you know easy withdrawal or to 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 save face. That's not what President Trump is about. If you're if he if he is right, and if there's an injustice, President Trump is going to make sure that it's righted. He's not going to slink away. And believe me, I guarantee you. Well, I don't. I can't guarantee you. But if this were like a GW administration or a Mitt Romney administration, these guys would long ago. Had, had dove for cover and erased Kavanaugh and gotten somebody else. That's just how squishy they are. Mm-hmm. But this is a different environment. We've got uh, we've got Donald Trump. Uh, we've got Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and you know what, Mitch McConnell, of all people. Now I I have to say I I have ridden him like a rented mule a lot. Mm-hmm. Where I think that he's uh, candy ass and he's uh, mealy mouthed, and I've called him the Undertaker and everything else. But he goes up on that Senate floor and says, "This is a crock, and this is this is wrong." And 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 keeping in mind also that that Kavanaugh wasn't even his his second choice; it was his third choice. He had two guys in front of him. That brings me to the to the Never Trumper guys. The people, for instance, over at Hot Air, 
and guys like Ala Pundit, who doesn't who doesn't have the balls to actually tell us what his real name is. I can't stand people like that who use these. Who uses a pseudonym a pseudonym these days? Who who does that? And they're writing anyway. So he goes up there, and he decides he's going to um, throw it out there that he doesn't think Mitch McConnell is going to stand by Kavanaugh because because Kavanaugh is not his guy. It gives him away. Uh, it gives this Olipundit guy away because you know that means this guy's part of the Republican swamp because he's making predictions based on what the swamp would normally do, right. which is, well, since he's not my first choice, I'm going to go ahead and let him burn. Well, these days are different. And Mitch McConnell also knows that President Trump is the ruler of the roost here when it comes to this stuff, and Mitch McConnell fell in line and, 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 and didn't do what the swamp would have done, which is, because he's not my first choice, I'm going to, to wander away. So Mitch McConnell, good for him. And the only person that I think is going to truly be the, the horrible one here is going to be Jeff Flake. Now, Jeff Flake is a never-Trumper. He's also a swamp monster, and Jeff Flake is a coward, and he's uh, a beta that can't deal with Trump's alpha, and he's going to seek his revenge. He'll probably be, regardless of what happens tomorrow, a no vote. Yeah, there is, there's a lot of really bad stats. Now it's getting worse, the static. I don't know whether we ought to just uh, – whether we, I, I'd hate to do this at, at 743, but um, – we're getting bad static on here, and, and it's driving people nuts. Matt told me that I can unplug the camera, and we'll get audio from Matt while the computer restarts. Okay. So if you'd like me to do that, I can do that. You want to do that? Yeah. That's Morgan, everybody. Matt and Morgan, Morgan sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm kidding. Here. So she's. Uh, we're going to go ahead and, and unplug. What we're doing is we're unplugging the Cam- the Facebook camera, and then we're going to uh, we're going to we're going to swap microphones because because the damn uh, static is driving me nuts too. About to pull my gun on this microphone is what I'm going to do. Okay. So are you just getting audio like like non microphone audio? Is the stream getting audio also? Okay, yeah, we're going we're gonna to figure that out and make sure everything's... Yeah, no, Emily says there's no sound now. So we might have to just like either put up with the static or what, but she's not getting any sound. Yeah, they're, they're, not getting any, they're not getting any sound on Facebook. You can plug it back in. We'll just have to deal with the static, I guess. That's just the way it is. Yeah, go ahead and just plug it back in. Yeah, the, nobody's getting audio. You, you, the app works. Julie says the app works, uh, but but the but these. It only does it when. Oh, is it when I talk to? Yeah, because I was going to say if we wanted to switch, since I don't say much, you could take this one. <laughs> is there no, is there no static on that mic? Here, let me see. Check, 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 check. Good morning, this morning, everybody. Welcome. Yeah, still there. Still there. That's all. That's all right. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, she's going to plug it back in. We're going to we're going to have uh uh is uh we're going to we're going to plug the Facebook feed back in, right? 
audio. You guys can tell me when you get audio back, people, okay? Yeah, Ste- Stephanie's. Stephanie thinks because you're close to me, there's more static. I don't think so. Because I wasn't here. No, for there, a was, good there, hour there was static there earlier. Static. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's an engineer. You know, I think it's because. <laughs> All right. Okay, so now can you guys hear? Okay? Just checking. Okay, good. Thank you, John. John's been a very uh, a big asset to the production of the show today. Thank you, John, for all of your uh, your your production help. Uh, yeah, still static. I know. I don't know. It's just a. It's yeah. It's a pain. Pain in the ass is what it is. Anyway, so we had all these folks who were doing the um, doing this. How by, by the way, how long would it take to just reboot the thing? Uh, Morgan. Yeah, right. No, I know. Yeah. It's coming from Pro Tools. So, you know, uh, Pro Tools can suck it too, as far as I'm concerned. If you reboot, it takes about the same amount of time as when Facebook kicks you off for music. Well, yeah, they say they can deal with it. They don't want okay. to go. It's fine. They're fine. There's okay. a little bit of static. It's fine. Just, just pretend it's uh, something else. But yeah, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the pro tools on my list. Of Where's things Mama that can K? Suck it's it. paranormal yeah. activity. I guess. All right. So, uh, so they they came out very forcefully, and 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 they and they did so the way we expected President Trump and the others to do, uh, and, and and we we elected President Trump and the rest of the gang. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. All right, hang on. Uh, what's up? Are we off now? Okay. We, we uh, basically elected President Trump to do exactly what he's doing, and that is to stand up and, and get the job done and defend people when they are right and when they're in the right place. We didn't elect him to walk away, but everybody else is trying to channel their own inner, uh, inner lack of balls by first of all telling, oh, Donald Trump shouldn't talk. We, you know, he shouldn't uh, say anything. He, 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 should, he should just lay low. He's going to ruin it all. When the reality is we didn't pay. We didn't elect Donald Trump to lay low. We didn't elect Donald Trump to keep his mouth shut. We didn't elect Donald Trump to stop tweeting. And we didn't elect Donald Trump to stop talking. And so when something's right, we expect him to stand up, which is why it was an impossibility this idea that he would with that, that that this nomination would be withdrawn there was not a chance in hell that would happen and we knew it and so and and now it's just gotten that much better as these individuals came out and and they stood up and stood strong when there was when it became very apparent there was zero evidence that this woman was attacked by Brett Kavanaugh and also no corroboration whatsoever so, emboldened by all this, the next phase was the whole Ramirez thing. This woman who claims that he pulled his pants down or exposed himself to her. And, of course, Ramirez has to admit, and at least the news media was like, yeah, that kind of sounds like crap. And it's like, yeah, because uh, she was drunk, too. So, President Trump <laughs> decides he's going to go out there, and he doubled down on this whole thing. Listen. And she doesn't know it was him, but it might have been him. Oh, gee, let's not make him a Supreme Court judge because of that. Trump also accused Democrats of a... So good for him. He comes out. And, of course, the the news media wants to criticize him. They want to attack him. Mm -hmm. 
but they can't because they know her story is full of crap. Right. The next thing is Avenetti. And the uh, the third person, the third person, and Avenetti came out and claimed that he has some people coming out. I guess tomorrow because he said forty eight hours yesterday, so that'd be tomorrow. And he came out and he's claiming that he has people who will come forward and talk about how Brett Kavanaugh ran a gang rape ring with his buddy. Okay. Which, of course, we're laughing, but the fact of the matter is it's so patently ridiculous and there's zero evidence. In fact, anytime some guy says that he has evidence that a Supreme Court nominee ran a gang rape ring and then says, but I'll tell you all about it in 48 hours, you know the guy's full of crap. Right. Oh, yeah, no, I've got people. It'll be 48 hours, though. It's like, okay. Uh, so apparently it's not important enough for you to tell us now then, I guess. It's outrageous. Yeah. It's unreal. And apparently Avenetti might have been uh, scammed or might have been tricked by the folks uh, at 4chan. Because some people are saying that, 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 they, uh, that, that, uh, that the 4chan people all concocted these emails and things and Avenetti completely fell for it. But I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know whether that's the case or, or not. But that thing is falling apart. So tomorrow should be... A good day, that and, and a day that we'll finally be able to put this story to rest and get the confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh going. The idea, um, yeah, yeah, Kathy, I did. It, you know, 4chan. Now, there's also a chance that 4chan is claiming that it came from 4chan when it really actually didn't. So who knows? But nonetheless, it's clear Avenatti has nothing. And, and and this is going to be an embarrassment for the next president of the United States, right? <laughs> Wasn't Avenatti, isn't he the guy who's supposed to be the Democratic nominee for president in 2020? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure thing. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be waiting with bated breath for that as he and, and Ocasio-Cortez run as, a, as, the, the, uh, as the ticket for 2020. That'll be great. Yeah, up against Donald Trump. He'll humiliate them. They won't, they, they'll not only not win one state, they'll... They, I don't think they'll they'll get one vote or maybe two, depending on how big their families are. But yeah, he's going to be the next guy. So tomorrow, then the only disappointing factor here is that we have a lot of individuals who are um, uh, who have decided that it's better to have this sex crimes investigator uh, be the one that asks the questions. And I can defend it, and I can also complain about it uh, at the same time. Yeah. I'm complaining about it because it is a surrender to the optics of a male asking a female questions about her accusations regarding sexual assault. And it's a surrender because I know these guys are, are duly elected senators and duly appointed to the Senate Judiciary Committee – the fact that they have to be taken out of the questioning is disappointing to me because because they are men, they have been taken out of the of the ball game, and this is a judiciary. This is a confirmation hearing. It continues. The argument for having her there is that first of all she knows the questions to ask, and also because yes, the optics would be bad 
because what would happen is Dr. Ford would have some kind of temper tantrum or some kind of uh, weep festival the minute Orrin Hatch opens his mouth, and then suddenly that's what's, what's, what's happening. Right. I explained that earlier. And so uh, it's a trick bag if you have these guys there. Uh, and also because this is actually a separate issue from confirmation proceedings to a certain degree. It's a woman accusing a guy of sexual assault. So I can defend it, but also say, also lament the fact that we had to change a process based on the fact that a certain gender was not going to be acceptable in asking the questions, Mm -hmm. correct? Right. And that's what's kind of uh, sad about the whole thing. But I still think it's going to work out well for the truth. And that's really what we're wanting I don't want things to work out well for Brett Kavanaugh because he's a Trump appointee or because he's a Republican appointee. I want them to work out well for Brett Kavanaugh because I want things to be truthful. I want things to be right, and I want things to be just, and I want things to be fair. And I would, and if, if this were a Obama nominee and this were going on, I'd be saying the exact same thing. So you're feeling good about Rachel Mitchell? Yes. Yeah. I mean, but, but it's only because it, I have to feel good about it right. because because to me there are upsides to it, and the downside is the uh, the sadness of having to take people out of a game or out of a process because of their gender, and that's 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 a surrender to me. Right. But nonetheless, we all know what would have happened, and the last thing we want is her to be writhing on the ground like a professional soccer player. On the floor of the uh, of the U.S. Senate conference room, there, complaining about being attacked by a man, the old male, and and that's what she would do because these left wingers, uh, they will do anything, and as long as they feel like they are righteous, they'll scream at you at a restaurant, they'll call you a racist, call you a sexist, they'll lie about you, they'll break windows, they'll light fires. They'll do whatever they have to do. They'll shoot people uh, who are elected Republican representatives playing baseball. Uh, They'll do all that kind of stuff. They'll go up and yell at a guy at a state fair and threaten him with a knife. That's what they'll do as long as they believe that they're right. That's the sad part about it. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, what's crazy is these guys are slowly but surely seeing their whole scenario, their whole setup go away. They're slowly but surely seeing this Kavanaugh tanking thing evaporate. And I played for you the ferret earlier, (laughs) Chuck Todd, and now George Stephanopoulos. Now, keep in mind, this is the same guy who worked with Hillary Clinton to squash and harass squashed the women who were who were making the claims against Bill Clinton and also harassed them through lawyers and all kinds of stuff and and uh and uh and they they he presided over that he admitted it he 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 admitted he worked with Hillary Clinton to destroy these women who were making claims against Bill Clinton so now with George Stephanopoulos as an ABC anchor Stephanopoulos is now insisting that we all Believe her. It does seem, though, that the president has already reached a judgment about their story. And by the way, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I'll tell you, she's, is there a, is there a, how do you, what do you refer, you refer to a guy as a stud, right? What's a woman stud? What's a female stud? I, I always call her a beast. I just think okay, she's good. amazing. She's, an, she is absolutely 
fierce. I don't know. I call I call Maxine Waters a beast for different reasons. She's okay. like a just fear, fearless, just yeah. amazing, well spoken, confident force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I just love her. She goes on. She goes on uh, George Stephanopoulos's show, and I got to tell you, she's she's amazing. I mean, I mean, truly, she's you know, everyone's. Do you ever listen to Howard Stern? Yes. Okay. Do you ever hear the jokes they do about Sarah Huckabee Sanders? I haven't. Okay. Well, Stern does. Um, he he's got somebody who is pretending to be her, you know, like a mm-hmm. comedian, and and I think they think because Stern's show and the people who work on it, they're really insufferable liberals, and so I I, I really feel I really can't stand how left. They become. I right. thought. I always thought Stern was sensible. He still does some of them. Oh, fierce. That's a good. That's a, definitely a good word, Giovanna. Fierce. Thank you. I use that word. Yeah. 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 It's a, one of my favorite words. So uh, she is fierce. She. But but they do. It's kind of like when the uh, when Hillary Clinton used to run her commercials attacking President Trump. I couldn't tell whether they were. I looked at them. If I looked at them and didn't put Hillary's name attached to it, I would think they were they were ads for President Trump because everything she hated and everything they attacked him for, I completely agreed with. He wants to cl- he wants to control the borders. He wants to blah blah blah. I'm going. Oh, that sounds Great. really good. He wants to tear up trade deals. He wants to piss off France. It's like, yeah. oh, I like that. That's uh, that's that, that all sounds really good to me. So when they do the Sarah Huckabee Sanders thing over the Stern show, I think they think that it's being disdainful and making fun of her. But I think it just makes her all that much more yeah. attractive as a, a ball buster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because she, she's like, it's, it's too profane for me to kind of play. Right. I would otherwise I'd play it. But, uh, but, but nonetheless, it's, it's really good. So it makes me like her even more, even though I know the goofballs over there at the right. Stern show think they're making fun, fun of her. Right. And it's like Saturday Night Live. If, if they make fun of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I completely like think it's great because I like her even more. Mm-hmm. The way they portray her, it makes me realize that she's even more awesome than people give her credit for. So anyway, she goes on with 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 George Stephanopoulos. And, and, you, and you've got to imagine that the, the trick bag that that would be but she goes on with him, and she is fantastic. And Stephanopoulos, of course, it, 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 fresh off of admitting that he helped Hillary Clinton squash all of Clinton's accusers, now believes that every word coming out of Dr. Ford's mouth must be believed. Uh, the president has already reached a judgment about their stories, and there does seem to be a pattern here. When Roy Moore is accused, when Bill O'Reilly is accused, when Roger Ailes is accused, when Rob Porter is accused, and now when Brett Kavanaugh is accused, the president can... Stephanopoulos had to read from a list and put in front of him. He couldn't, he couldn't recall any of these names or any of these stories because Stephanopoulos uh, doesn't believe what he's saying. He's just kind of reading off these names. They're, they're just throwing Roy, Roy Moore and Bill O'Reilly. Come on, man. Every single time takes the side of the man. You know, it's interesting that you say that. It's um, a lot of Democrats that like to ignore Keith Ellison and Cory Booker. They love to fight and champion women. I think it's so great that she's on Good Morning America. Yeah. They hate this, and plus, uh, and plus, uh, uh, George Stephanopoulos is like looks like a, like a little wooden puppet 
with her too because he's so tiny. Mm-hmm. And he, so, so he looks like uh, he looks like knucklehead Jerry Mahoney's <laughs> like a like a little vent, like like a doll. Right, <laughs> where the get the uh, yeah, it's a um, a marionette. I, I, li- I like it on I like it on um, on Good Morning America when they have the everybody in the set thing. They they hide the, their legs mm-hmm. because Stephanopoulos is is uh, his legs would otherwise dangle off the chair because he's a little midget, and so they dangle. So they hide their legs so you can't see that he's actually got like he's got a, like a booster chair on. I'm not kidding you. Are you serious? I'm not kidding you. Look at the look at the set when you can uh, with the uh, with the. Uh, when you look at the uh, uh, when you look at this whole thing and, and you look at their set, look at the broad set, and you'll see that there is a uh, that there's a there's a panel and. that they put in front of the, the the they're sitting at like a table all together, but they put that panel underneath to hide Stephanopoulos' legs. <laughs> a lot of Democrats that like to ignore Keith Ellison and Cory Booker, they love to fight and champion women until they disagree with them. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and she's directly referring to you-know-who, George Stephanopoulos. Because George – it's too bad. The only thing that, that she uh, – the only thing that she missed there, and I think purposely so, because she could have gone there and, and taken Stephanopoulos on directly about his own things and, and his own past with Hillary Clinton and the Clinton people. But her focus was so great and, and, and so directed and so precise. She dealt with the issue at hand as opposed to trying to make it into something about George Stephanopoulos, which is the worst thing you could do because then it suddenly you become the aggressor. Right. So in a situation like this, she expertly handled this and made George Stephanopoulos be the aggressor and also knowing that we all knew uh, exactly what was, what was kind of going on right. here. Yeah. So good for her. I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a little break here. But not much of one. I'm just going to take a little break to pay some bills for you with Gia Valenti here, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the Discovery Design Studios, discoverydesigninc.com for all of your fleet trucking needs, folks. Really appreciate Rick and Jerry Pogue and the rest of the gang for supporting the Radio Free Almond Show. Don't forget we have our happy hour tomorrow at Santino Cigars and Cocktails. She is going to bring a book. We're going to auction that off for Backstoppers. The County Browns are going to be there for barbecue. And we're all going to be there. Maybe having a little taste test from our guys over at at Glazers. They've got some some great tasting on bourbons and whiskeys for us. So I hope you're going to join us 5 o'clock at Santino Cigars and Cocktails, Vogel Road in Arnold. 5 o'clock. Thank you to Michael Proctor. Proctor spelled like Dr. ProctorDrapery.com. Michael, I don't know, you guys look on the, on the uh, Facebook page. I put some pictures there of the dining room that he did up. Beautiful fabric. Good man. 
He's got his mobile design unit, comes right to your doorstep, and you don't have to go anywhere. And he's your interior designer, too, so you got to love that. You don't have to hire somebody else to tell you how good something's going to look. He'll tell you. And you don't have to go to uh, some ghetto Home Depot <laughs> and look at some fabric or whatever and then bring it back home and then you and your husband or you and your wife argue about it and you got to go back there. He comes in. Most people who do window treatments, they want to be told what looks good. They just want, they're begging. I don't know. I Just tell me what you think is going to look good here. And Michael does that. Because you all, I know you all want to be experts and you all want to think you know, but how much time are you wasting when you can have somebody come in with a great eye and sometimes you're not always going to like what he puts forth and then he'll go and come back and do it again for you. Is Seven Dr. days Naputi a week. Hmm? Is Dr. Naputi coming Thursday? Uh, Dr. Naputi is coming because, uh, I, well, I think so. Dr. Naputi, you coming? Because... Uh, oh, there he is. Naputi just simply just recently called Michael Proctor and Proctor put together his uh, dress up down there and uh, his office in off of 55 there off of Bayless and so I've got two of my premier premier supporters including Dr. Naputi because Naputi just said Proctor rocks well check this out Dr. Naputi rocks NaputiWellness.com he's another big supporter of the show and doesn't matter whether you've got migraines, you've got stomach issues, back pain, ADD to ADHD, PTSD. If you're looking for opiate-free pain relief, Dr. Naputi has it for you at NaputiWellness.com. And Eric's a good friend of mine, and uh, we've been through a lot together, and he's been through a lot on behalf of me. But I told you that story yesterday about how Stacy Newman and her friends and her dumb, slow stepson, Drew, along with Gateway Blend, tried to bring Dr. Naputi's business down, almost tried to destroy his business. And he stood strong and stood with me, and they tried to destroy his business. And, and by the way, they're not going to get away with it. I just want to let you know about that, just so you know. Yeah. That, that they did that, and they and they're not going to get away with it. And and you'll see that plain and clear in the next uh, few weeks. I just want to let you guys know, just in case you were wondering about that. Those people will be held accountable. I friggin' guarantee you. I guarantee you. So don't forget uh, that that is on the offing. I was actually at a uh, had to go. It was Aiden's birthday last night, so uh, took him out, and we went to uh, Cafe Manhattan, which is where the kids like to go for uh, their birthdays. And so, uh, right on, man. Right on, Dr. Naputi. We're stronger and better than ever. You're right on. You certainly are. He's got his office out there in Chesterfield as well, and you can check it out at NaputiWellness.com. And also, one more. I know you guys heard from James Hawkins yesterday with Golden Oak. Thank you. Uh, They're lending millions of dollars, mortgage rates in the threes. They can do a mortgage checkup for you and show you how your home values have actually increased while you slept, for crying out loud. The economy is so great. Home values are doing well, and it's amazing the amount of money you might not think you have in your house. Uh, Even two years ago, 
the atmosphere has completely changed. And so you've got money there that you can take out. They'll give you a mortgage checkup and, and tell you what you can do, and then they'll turn it around for you. Uh, very easily at Golden Oak Lending. So check it out right there on two months of mortgage payments you don't have to even deal with. 314-567-GOLD. That's 314-567-GOLD. So uh, just as an aside, so we took him out to Cafe Manhattan and we... Uh, Is that on Wydown still? On, yeah, well, it's on uh, Hanley. And, yeah, it's right at Hanley and Wydown, but it's it's on Han- actually on Hanley, but uh, great place. And so I... Um, uh, I walk in with the kids, and sitting in one of the booths is um, Rabbi Susan Talvey. And, of course, I've known her for a long time and, uh, and, and respected her uh, for a long time. And, in fact, even when I was working at the archdiocese, uh, defended her uh, when they didn't want to – when, when the archbishop didn't want to cooperate with other uh, – when he was adv- they were advised not to cooperate with any of the other faiths in an effort to keep Governor Blunt from cutting the budget, uh, they didn't want to be uh, – they didn't, they, they didn't want to be with him. I said, well, I think you should probably join them at least if, if, you're, if you're concerned about certain cuts uh, when it comes to the budget, whatever, but at least, you know, be there. I would, I would not be the only one not there. And, you know, I, I, and, and also I was at a, um, I've known her for a while, was at a wedding, uh, that she presided over as well. And, uh, I've known Stacey Newman for a while. I actually voted for Stacey Newman, even though she's a Democrat, I actually voted for her back in the day because, uh, her other guy was, um, was, uh, was was not gonna was not working, and um, I figured. Well, I disagree with her on a lot of things, but I actually happened to have liked her because she had some degree of passion, and so I, you know, I did that. Um, and both of them uh, wound up turning on me, uh, and and Talvi just seeing her was like seeing a ghost. It was like, oh God, there you are. I didn't say anything to her. I, I wasn't going to be a lefty. And walk up to her, videotaping her, going, shame on you! Shame on you! You know, I wasn't going to do that and do what, uh, what the situation, uh, like what the left does and yell at her. You wouldn't have, been, you wouldn't have turned Maxine on her? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so I, uh, I didn't say anything, but I saw her. And it just reminded me of that whole group. That's uh, that's going to be made to suffer greatly eventually. Talvi won't, but her best friend will. So we'll see how that whole thing goes. But nonetheless, it was seeing her was kind of like, oh wow, mm. you know. I had like the, of all times, I had to like run into. Did but, you say uh, hello? Oh hell no, no, I didn't. And she and she purposely, uh, she knew she knew I'd walked in, but she didn't. She didn't want to say a word to me. She knew better. I wouldn't have. I mean, I was with the kids, so I wasn't gonna. Right. I wasn't gonna do anything, you know, uh, rash anyway. But she knew better than she knew knew better than to open her mouth to me. So this is uh, a crazy story, okay? What? Well, oh, by the way, should I put my meme out about Bill Cosby? <laughs> I did a couple of them. Um, Yesterday, and I was wondering whether it might have been too soon, but you know what? I don't really care. I, uh, 
<laughs> uh, so, I mean, I'm not laughing at date rape. I'm not doing that. I'm just laughing because it's just so crazy, the whole Bill Cosby thing anyway. I love how the news media all decided that they were going to, the way they reported it is like, he once made people laugh, but because he made so many women cry, Bill Cosby's going to, like people, he hasn't been on stage for God knows how long, okay? Enough with your comedian references. So anyway, I, the one I put, because they do these memes that are these news memes, hello, mm-hmm. don't get glued to the Facebook feed. No, I was looking down at my coffee because I think I just spilled some. Yeah, okay, didn't believe me. But no, there, there's the, uh, oh, yeah. there's the, uh, and so I made these memes, and you can make a meme on uh, with mimatic, and you can make these like breaking news memes, and so I, uh, I did L.A. breaking news. The headline is Cosby to the cooler, and the the subhead was Jello discontinues date rape flavored pudding pop. Do you think that's, is that too soon? No. Okay, good. I think it's hilarious. Then I did another one. I said this was uh, this was Cosby as Doctor Huxtable. Oh, he's okay, got his sweater on. Yeah, he's got his sweater on. I said breaking news: prison population responds to Cosby prison time. And keep in mind, you know how the prison population deals with like you know sexual assaulters and things like that. Prison population responds to Cosby prison time. And then the sub quote is: "We really just want to kick his ass for wearing those sweaters." Those sweaters were great. You think I should put those up? I'll put those up on the. Uh, I'll put those up on the Facebook page for you people to see on the on the on the Facebook page. So speaking of uh Jello and branding, so we have a uh let me just put these up there real quick, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure somebody will figure out a way to make it out to be like I'm insensitive. But I then I will respond you. to uh my with to their claims of insensitivity with a nice strong bite me. There we go. Mm-hmm. There we go. Okay, it's up. You guys can see my memes. All right, so speaking of branding, so Dunkin' Donuts mm-hmm. has decided after after they claim they were doing months of testing this whole name change thing, Dunkin' Donuts has decided they're going to drop donuts from their logo and from their name. And they're going to switch to just calling themselves Duncan. Now, I realize that's not spelled the same, but I wonder if there's any issue with the yo-yo. Um, what do you mean? Duncan. Uh, I know they're not spelled the same. I know that Duncan is a yo-yo and I know Duncan is a donut, but I guarantee that had to be looked into and discussed. Uh, I mean, it's not in that article, but right. I, you mean, I, don't, I don't get the yo-yo reference. Do you know that the... I know what a Dunkin' yo-yo is, yeah. yeah. So that had to be vetted and it looked into because, especially with that size of a company and that size of the, the number one yo-yo brand, even though they're not spelled the same, there had to be discussion about that right? from a branding standpoint. I got you. Anyway, All right. So I digress. Anyway, Go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, the uh, apparently they've they've tried to become... Uh, they, they've said that they have a variety of other things to offer aside from donuts. And, and it's true that apparently, you know, the Dunkin' Donut coffee. It's become very, very popular. Is really good. Yes. Right? And, uh, and, and it's, and it's, and it's, um, and it's 
delicious and it's uh, amazing, apparently. And in fact, so much so that I think actually I have one of those uh, Keurig things. Mm-hmm. And I think somebody gave me some Dunkin', like they sell the Dunkin' Donuts Keurig coffee things. The pods. Yeah, yeah the, the pods that you could use and you, and you put it in there and, it's, and, it, and you're getting Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I don't know what they do to it. But anyway, uh, apparently they decided that they, that, that they were, because of competition, in coffee and breakfast and everybody kind of is coming out with their own little breakfast thing and all that stuff, that Dunkin' Donuts wanted to be known for more than just the donuts. And so what they're going to do is they're going to reduce some of their menu and they're going to focus more on all the beverages, like the different forms of coffee, than they are on the food. And so now the, the Dunkin' Donuts name is going to now just be DD. But it's going to be like, and they have the DD up there, but it's just going to be Dunkin'. <laughs> well, I, I think that Dunkin' Donuts is giving Starbucks a run for their money because they are an alternative to, they're an alternative for people who are very much against Starbucks and the overpriced coffee that it is. Yeah. So. I know a lot of folks who subscribe to Dunkin' Donuts and will not give a dime to Starbucks. So, I never see a Dunkin' Donuts anywhere. Where are they? Am I missing them? They, I never see them around. You live in an area where it's for Starbucks people. I live in SoCo, baby. We've got a lot of Dunkin' Donuts. Well, I don't. I don't. No, I don't live. I don't live in anything, any place fancy. I mean, I. I uh, I mean, I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. We have them. Um, there's one in on uh, in Sunset Hills slash Kirkwood area on Limburg. There's another one on Limburg in uh, on South Limburg. Those are the only two that I can think of off the top of my head. But what what else do they have? What else do they do aside from coffee and donuts? Do they do like egg sandwiches and stuff like that? I don't know. Okay, because you see where I go. Yeah, right. You got a Starbucks mm-hmm. thing in your hand. Well, I, I don't know, but 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 here's the thing, though. I don't think it really changes things dramatically uh, for them, uh, but to me, I think it's another example of where kind of, we know you as Dunkin' Donuts. There's really no reason for you to change your name. We know, for instance, that you make coffee, and we know that you have other kinds of breakfast items, that kind of thing. So uh, you don't really have to change your name or your look. I mean, I know that it's it's kind of in the end, it's kind of irrelevant. It's not like changing what you do unless they're gonna at some point stop donut production well yeah but how can you do that how can you stop doing donuts unless Krispy Kreme is you know I don't know I I'm not in their in their books I don't know what their numbers are or how all that's working but perhaps they're perhaps they're more successful at fried chicken than they are hamburgers yeah whatever <laughs> don't go there. the company uh, Duncan Brands, they also own Baskin Robbins. Oh. Now you, there's no way you could ever change Baskin <laughs> Robbins. Uh, but but Duncan is going to be a different story. And I think what they're doing here is they are uh, just attempting to re- I, 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 this is not This is not call for the Hardee's fried chicken story because I, I don't think it's – I don't think it's as um, – I don't think it's an example of going away from your brand. I think as I think you, as long as you just kind of keep telling people what you do uh, in your commercials, everything else. Because part of uh, it's not about rebranding for the most part when you're talking to people. Sometimes it's it's actually about 
about reinforcement of what you do. It's kind of like why Coca-Cola and why Snickers and all these other things still advertise because advertisement is not just introduction. It's also reinforcement. Mm-hmm. That's why you keep that's, – that's why Snickers – Never uh, when you when you're watching a commercial or you're hearing a, a, like you're watching TV and you see a Snickers commercial, it's like golly, it's you, they, they're acting like Snickers is brand new. Well, it's not necessarily to introduce you to the brand; it's to kind of give you a reinforcement that you've chosen the right thing, and that's a that's a big thing in advertising where you just reinforce what people already know, and it just keeps people there it keeps people with you as opposed to trying something else although i don't know you're either a snickers person or you're a milky way person or you're a three musketeers bar person they also you know keep their advertising to be modern and current with the time so that you as the viewer feel relatable to the situation that's happening in the right advertisement or the commercial right like for instance i'll tell you like when reese's peanut butter cups first came out uh, that's when you that's when you saw the commercials where they had like the accidental run-ins mm. with the person with the peanut butter and the person right. with the chocolate. They don't do that anymore because right. we know what Reese's peanut butter cups exactly. are. So you don't have to like you don't have to introduce us to the origination of the Reese's peanut butter right. cup. You know what I mean? Right. What are you? Are, do you eat candy bars? I don't eat very candy rarely. Bars. I mean, it's been I can't tell you when, but if I were to eat one, it would be. A Reese's peanut butter cup or a Kit Kat. I see. Yeah, Kit Kats are good. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I think my favorite candy of all is uh, Good and Plenty. Mm-hmm. I love Good and Plenty's. Yeah. And Lemon Heads. So Those you are two like things black I licorice? Love. I love black licorice. Okay. Yeah, definitely. But they, but uh, I don't really eat the candy bars. But what, there's a Snickers, and then there, what's the other one that's like it though? There's Snickers. Payday? No. No. Uh, Payday's nothing like Snickers. No, that's just peanuts and caramel, <laughs> right? right? Exactly. Snickers is chocolate and caramel and what? Yeah, I know. But what's what's there's another Three Snickers and there's no it's, it's it's another one. I don't know. But anyway, people, you're, you're either that person who who eats, you know. But pe- rarely do people bounce between a Snickers and a Three Musketeers. Right. You're either that's what your deal is, unless you eat chocolate bars all, all the, the time. time. Then you know. Yeah. But most people have a preference for one thing and not like a multitude of things. I'm a sucker for the Reese's peanut butter holiday item, like the Reese's peanut butter pumpkin at Halloween. Oh, yeah. And the Reese's peanut butter tree Oh, at gotcha. Christmas, yes. And the Reese's peanut butter bunny yes. at Easter. Right. Sucker. Yeah. Well, I also like candy corn. And I like, oh, yeah. I like, uh, I like banana um, Laffy Taffy. And, which makes me great because no, a lot of people don't like candy corn, so I'll eat that. Uh, oh, I don't like the I don't like the pumpkins, like the big fat oh, no. pumpkin candy corn. No. It's like it's got to be candy corn, and then also uh, the the banana laffy taffy. No one seems to eat, so I always get those. I always really get when the kids go to Halloween candy and stuff you like that. Through. They don't want the laffy the banana la- laffy taffy. I just take That's that. Awesome. So I have like a bunch of banana laffy taffy. And the Hershey's thing bothers me when I talk about candy bars because I always get kind of this um, – I always it's, – it's a real uh, thing that I'm never going to be able to resolve. Um, and and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a horrible uh, family event regarding Hershey's. And that is back in the day when my, my great, 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 great grandparents, they, they lived in, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania – 
and they, uh, my great 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 grandfather, I think it, I think it's three or four, I don't know, was a banker, um, and they were Mennonites back in the day, and he and he they were farmers, and he was also a banker in Lancaster, and kind of lost everything in the stock market. That when the stock market crashed, they lost everything. But before that, he had loaned money to the Hershey family because Hershey, Pennsylvania is right there. Uh, Loaned money to the Hershey family to start the Hershey Chocolate Company. Mm -hmm. And because one of my great uncles was married to a Hershey. So Hershey, she married into the family. So one of my great uncles was married to a Hershey. So I'm just, I'm I'm not really related to the Hershey's except through marriage. But he loaned them money and the guy never paid him back. They never Mm. paid my great, 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 great grandfather back the money that he loaned them for the, uh, for the company. Wow. So that's why I go into um, I go into a convenience store, and I will just simply grab a uh, a Hershey's bar and just say, "This is mine," and I walk out. <laughs> or I grab like three or four of them. And I say, "I'll take these. Thank you very much." One? If you have an issue with it, contact the Hershey people, please. The Hershey family, and of course, the convenience store person comes out with a baseball bat and chases me out. I wonder what, how much money it was. I don't know. Because, I, you know I don't at know. At that time, it was... I, I, think, I, I think they were afraid to kind of ask for it because the Hershey was in the family. Yeah. And so they didn't want to cause a problem. But I guess I think they still expected in some way, shape, or form that they were going to have some degree of, uh, of you know, payback. And, and, then, and, then, uh, and then never did, which I, I find... Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting it one way or the other. All right, folks. So have you heard, by the way, about the Waffle House gauge? Have you heard about that? Speaking of restaurants? No. When they had the hurricane coming down there in North Carolina and South Carolina, the way they determined that things were really bad was if the Waffle House is closed. Because Waffle Houses apparently never close, like they, under any circumstances, like they never close. Even in an evacuation situation. The, the people who actually, uh, uh, who work at the Waffle Houses, sometimes are busy, like, uh, are busy beating each other with pots and pans. You've seen those stories, right? Have you? Yes. Where was that? Wasn't there a... a what do you mean, where was it? Was it uh, several? No, 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 here. All I have to do... Waffle House beatings? Is 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 being Waffle House... Let's see, Waffle House fight. Fights. And you can actually... you can I can actually call up... Any random video of any... I can show, I can show you a fight in Auburn. I can show you a fight in Jonesboro. I can show you a fight... Uh, in Alabama, uh, Fairfield, Alabama, fight breaks out. All they do is fight at Waffle Houses. And usually it's because they're open all the time. Yeah. And so at 3 in the morning, you get a bunch of hoodlums coming in, and they all 
beat each other to death. And if it's not the people, it's the employees. Well, that's what I thought you were referring to. There was a story recently with the, the employees, but you're talking about just in general, even patrons. These are, these are the Waffle House employees beating each other up behind the counter at the Waffle House. <laughs> anyway, it's not it's sad to watch people fight. But anyway, uh, that that's the that's the standard there. Is if it, if there's an, a hurricane or something else of that nature, uh, then then the way they know that. The, you know what's going to hit the fan is when the Waffle House closes because uh-huh. at that point then everything must close because if you close a Waffle House it's bad. Right. By the way, there's there's a new hurricane or a, a tropical storm now making its way at least towards the Caribbean, and this is Tropical Storm Kirk. Mm. Hmm. Kirk. Kirk. And, and, and it's kind of like I, I, I usually like the names of hurricanes or tropical storms or something. Allure, yeah, more, but but Kirk is kind of it's kind of like naming your dog Bob. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come here, Bob. Your dog's name is Bob. Tropical yeah. storm Kirk. My dog name is Bob, and Kirk is like you know, yeah. But it's coming down the down the Caribbean Pike there. So just watch out if you're if you're deciding to go on. Yeah, it's it's, it's your one time you're able to go to the Caribbean. Nice little October vacation. You've been planning for five years for this. And there's old Kirk coming down the line. Lacey Reinhardt, you know, with Haunted Tours STL. Mm-hmm. Her dog's name is Norman. Norman. Yeah. But you know why, though? Bates. Yes. From Psycho. Oh, yeah. That's, that, Love that's where, Norman That's Bates. where Lacey is, like, as authentic as the day is long. I mean, she's... She's living it. Yeah. Her dog's name is Norman. I love it. Not Pipsy, Pixie, or Pooksy. It's Norman, Norman after Norman Bates. Love it. Fantastic, right? Yep. Absolutely. All right. So uh, we also have the specter of uh, the hearings tomorrow. We'll, I'm going to try to figure out a way because I'm going to have kind of a – depending on when the hearings start, the plan for tomorrow, and I'm assuming it's probably going to be – Right about 8 o'clock our time. So 9 o'clock D.C. time. So what we'll probably do is I'm going to try to figure out a way to take the take perhaps a live feed for you yeah. uh, from the computer here so that you can actually see uh, or, or hear what's going on in, in case. I, I don't want people to leave. And, and, and although a lot of it will be for you uh, visual, and I get that, but it's it's a hearing, so sometimes listening to it, um, uh, you will. I'll try to see if I give you a feed, depending on where you are. So if you're in your car or whatever, then you're going to go ahead and and, uh, and 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 have access to it. I could probably take a live feed off of this thing by my computer, right, Matt? Just plug it right in. You guys can hear it. There will be a live feed coming from someplace, so I'll put it up there. Did you see that uh, Brett Kavanaugh's calendar from the summer of 82 has been released? He had a calendar. Love it. He was very, uh, you don't get to be where you are without extreme organization and thorough 
way of running your day from start <laughs> to finish. Golly. I didn't even have a I didn't even have a watch. When you said your blood alcohol was higher than your GPA, I about lost it. Well, it was at times. But I was but I but but to my credit, I was mostly working. I, that's how I avoided uh, certain uh, demise is when I was um, when, when I when I because I was working to pay my way through college. Most of the time when my friends were all spending the weekend partying their brains off or even the weeknights, I was working. So I, I avoided myself. I, I managed to fit in enough, believe me. But, but still, most of the time I was working. Mm-hmm. So I was, I, was, I was saved by the fact that I was actually paying my own way through college. And so I was, uh, I was working. Yeah. Like, a, like a TV or radio. Um, uh, did did that kind of stuff, and and so I, I would I would get like these menial jobs at radio and TV stations and stuff, and so I, I was working so save me. But Brett Kavanaugh had a calendar. That's why he's a Supreme Court justice, or soon to be one. Did you have a calendar in when you were in college? You mean like a planner? Yeah, I kept on my. Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, but I, I you know I wasn't perfect at keeping it. There were things I missed. So, but this is evidence. What's more importantly, uh, thankfully he did, because this is evidence that he was not at the party like the kind referred to by Christine Blasey Ford, where she claims he, you know, obviously drunkenly groped her and everything else in the presence of others, all of whom have contradicted her claims, by the way. So the calendar indicates that, uh, and I'm reading from the Breitbart story here on it. The calendar indicates that Kavanaugh loves sporting events, trips to the beach, and weightlifting. <laughs> it says here is also grounded three weekends in a row in May of 82 for unexplained reasons. Though he appears to have been permitted a furlough to a attend his prom. So his parents were uh, on him like white on rice, apparently, and and kept him. Wouldn't it be interesting? I, I, I'm, I'm trying not to laugh about this serious proceeding tomorrow, but I'm, I'm in that mode where now I think it's going to work out well for us anyway, but nonetheless, and for this country, more importantly. But wouldn't it be interesting if, um, if one of the questions... T- put to him by that investigator is why were you grounded? What? <laughs> Mr. Kavanaugh, Judge Kavanaugh, why were you grounded in 1982 for three weekends in a row? <laughs> That's hilarious. Hopefully the answer isn't for attempting to sexually assault somebody. Hopefully that's not the answer. I'm just kidding. I don't think it will be. No. For, um, I don't know, pulling my pants down in front of... <laughs> No, it's not going to be. That's why we're laughing, because it's ridiculous. Although I do want to know, now I kind of want to know why he was grounded. I'm going to go with he came home past his curfew. Could be. What do you think? Well, um, let's put it this way. I don't know whether it'll be asked, but it, it might be. And if the answer is... 
for drinking, that could be an issue. Mm-hmm. Even though, it, even if it was for drinking, I don't think it is an issue. But it, it, it could be right. for that. Uh, or hopefully it's not for like drugs or something because we're we're getting this idea that he is you know right. fairly uh, up and up and not part of that. Although I wouldn't, but although he's never said he has. I mean, it would be impossible for me to believe that in college he didn't have a beer or two. I mean, you know, right? And he doesn't say that. So or for having sex. That's not illegal. I know, but what I'm saying is he said that he's a, right. he was a he's virgin, virgin all throughout right. the thing. Right. But, 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 uh, you know, he's, but, but imagine what, how twisted and crazy this world is now where, where we have a nominee for the Supreme Court having to submit a calendar, calendar from 1982. Now, here's the other shocking thing. Is is that he actually kept it at all? That that's what I was just about to say. Who keeps? And and that that's what's crazy about it is is that is that he actually still had the 1982 calendar, which means it's, as far as I'm concerned, he ought to be confirmed just because of that. <laughs> Do you? Let me ask you a question. He ought to be on the Supreme Court only because he saved a calendar from 1982 on top of keeping one. Are you one of these people that something happens in your life and you, you don't even think about it at the time? But later on, you go, oh, my gosh, that's why I made that choice or that's why I did that. Or does it all come full circle for you? Because if I were him, I would be having an MI going, holy cow. Yeah. I cannot believe that last time that I thought about cleaning out the house and getting rid of all this stuff, I don't really need it anymore. Thank God I saved it. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't – if I had a calendar, there's a, there's a good chance that I actually probably would have saved it because I have a bunch of stuff still in a box and a few boxes from my college days that are related to some of the uh, work I did like on the college newspaper. But I don't, I don't think I saved like, you know – Stuff that I wrote down for myself, right? You know, but but I think he's I think he's uh, I, I I think he's uh, definitely uh, Supreme Court material, if only because he still has his calendar, and if only because he actually kept one in eighty two when he could have been just drinking his butt off. So we also have some of the people who are coming forward. I'm really appreciative of like. I have to tell you that I've been wrong about a, a, a few people here. Uh, Lindsey Graham was another person that I was that, that I was kind of wrong about. I assume Lindsey Graham was maybe going to jump ship on this on this Kavanaugh nomination. That he was maybe going to be one of the more, you know, he was going to be the the, the McCain's of the right. world. Uh, and, and actually, I think now that McCain's dead, it gives Lindsey Graham and some of these other guys a little bit more freedom. I'm serious. I mean, there's something to that. Yeah, because I, I think to a certain degree, McCain was like the, uh, like the, uh, was like the leader of the annoying club. Right. And once the leader of the annoying club is gone, the other people don't have to be as annoying as they once were because the leader of the annoying club won't wag his finger at them. Right. 
And Lindsey Graham was one of those guys. He was kind of John McCain's uh, little boy. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he'd, he'd be always reliably, you know, kind of. On, but, but, but Lindsey Graham's kind of stood up here and said that the allegations are completely going into the tank. And that there's there's absolutely nothing to see here. And so good for him. Good for Mitch McConnell. And you know who else has been surprisingly fair? It's been another annoying person, Susan Collins. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, I've been really very impressed with how balanced she has been. Now, she I think she did say that we need to hear from Ramirez. And I, I understand. I get it. Um, and I think that that's kind of since gone by the wayside. But she has been a pretty good soldier here, and she actually even has talked very openly about the questions she has about this woman's story and everything else. So I think she's been surprisingly good. What do you think about this third person that may or may not reveal their identity tomorrow? Which third person? The Avenetti pe- yes. people? Uh, there's nothing there. He doesn't have anything. And so you've got the four people in the balance right now. You've got Susan Collins. You've got Murkowski. You've got Jeff Flake. And you've got little Bob Corker. Mm -hmm. And as I said earlier, and I'll say it again, I do believe that Corker and Murkowski and Collins are going to be yes votes. That's that's kind of depending on what happens tomorrow, obviously. But it's a, I believe, and of course I may be wrong, that it's a foregone conclusion that uh, this woman is going to – her story is going to die once and for all tomorrow in public, which will be great, uh, if she shows up. If she doesn't show up, everything really becomes easy, and they're going to have an up or down vote, and he's going to be confirmed. The person who is going to be the person who I think is still not going to vote for him will be Jeff Flake. And as I pointed out earlier, it's because Jeff Flake is a coward. He's not about this country. He's not about this president. He's a loser, and he's, and he's all about himself. And he has to, because he's such an incurable beta he has to have some last act of revenge on President Trump. And so he's going to vote no, regardless, I think, of what happens. Now, if he votes no, that's still going to be okay because we'll still have enough votes. And in, and, if there, and in the event that there's some kind of um, uh, tie, if there's going to be some kind of uh, – Tie uh, if, if there's if, if there's something along those lines, uh, then guess who comes in and breaks the tie? It'd be Vice President Pence, who's right. president of the Senate, technically. So without him, without Flake, you know, it's gonna it, it's it's still gonna be okay. Keep in mind that that I do believe that there's a possibility. That the that the actual and this is so silly I know that the that the grounding will become a question. They will ask him why right. he was grounded because it implies that he did something not the woman, yeah. upstanding in the eyes of his family, and he had to be 
reprimanded for it. What was that thing? And 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 believe me, uh, there is a strong possibility that the reason he was grounded was because he was because of drinking. And 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 there's a strong possibility, of course, that just because he'd been drinking and grounded for drinking does not mean that he was uh, that he's guilty of this. Absolutely, of course not. Uh, the calendar show he wasn't at that party. That's the only relevant thing. Was he there, and did he do this to her? The question is not whether or not he had been drinking or not. Right. Some of his some of his classmates though have come forward and said, "Yeah, man, we drank all the time. Like we we got we got like slobbering drunk, which wouldn't surprise me, and 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 doesn't mean that that he's an attempted rapist. But yeah. you got to be careful about the conclusions you draw about that. Some of his Yale classmates came forward." Um, after he was on Fox News. And they're claiming that uh, Kavanaugh was a... They, they drank with him, and uh, they he'd slur his words. It was stumbling and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But again, that's still irrelevant. Right. Because was he there? Was she drinking? And if he wasn't there, and his calendars prove he wasn't there, then we got to go back to okay, were you drinking? Right. Now this 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 woman who is an investigator is a good one. She's she's done a lot of this. I right. mean, she's she's done a lot of these kinds of investigations, and 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 namely investigations that involve uh, individuals who. That the cases that are old, right? Like she knows how to do old cases, and so that's one of her her things is that she's able to ask questions that ultimately uh, she can extract some of these uh, these pieces of information because she's skilled at dealing with old cases and sometimes cases that have not been properly uh, investigated right. before that. So she's so she's got some degree of of uh, of ability and, and expertise in, in dealing with right. this kind of stuff. So I'm I'm more than comfortable with that. You comfortable no, with she, this? What? No, I was going to say I think she's absolutely the person for the job. Given her brief bio that was in you know the article, is she sounds like she's the gal for the job. The only thing that bothers me a lot is that we've have guys just taken out cuz they're men and they and they and that somehow they can't question this woman, but I have already been through that, been there, done that. What makes you think that she's not going to have the same sort of meltdown with a female um, questioning her from the victimization standpoint? It won't it won't look as good. Because the man brought her to her knees versus the yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you've got somebody like, like I said earlier, like Orrin Hatch, you know, yeah. don't you have a drink? <laughs> no! Rolling around and screaming. Right. That's all these people do. I mean, she's, and she's from that crowd. I mean, she's from that crowd of people who, you know, they, you just look at, the, look at the pictures of the women crying uh, after Hillary lost in the, in the crowd. I mean, they're, they're all, they're the people who are running into restaurants. And, I mean, she's from that exact same 
genre. What does she teach? I don't know. Like women's what is it? studies yeah, or something. She's done, she's done a variety of papers on uh, abortion, uh, and, and she's a, she's a uh, rabid... Well, I don't know what I don't know whether you call somebody pro-abortion. I don't think anybody's really pro-abortion, pro-choice. but she's but she's uh, rabidly pro-choice and and uh, and has done a lot of different papers on the pill and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you watch Jimmy Kimmel? Absolutely not. Have you ever watched Jimmy Kimmel? I mean, did you watch him and then stop watching him? I've yeah, I've caught some episodes, and I used to watch the Man Show. Okay, so Jimmy Kimmel. Has become and and it's and, it, and a lot of it is because and Steve Church told me this, who knows Kimmel, mm-hmm. um, a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, he he married this woman from St. Louis who's like a left wing crazy, really yeah, and Jimmy Kimmel is so pee whipped that he does every anything she tells him to do. And, and 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 he's basically, you know, he's basically has to, has to check his balls out before he leaves the house. You know, so can I have Steve, my balls, honey? So does Steve, uh, let me see. Where are you going? I'm going. Okay, okay yeah. Here are your balls. So has he been uh, brainwashed into now the way he acts and thinks, or do you think it's for her satisfaction? Well. When I say he's pee-whipped, it's for her satisfaction. So he might very well feel the way we feel. Oh, I doubt no. it. No, okay. I don't so think, we I don't still think, think, we still I, think he subscribes to... Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think actually knowing what's coming out of his mouth, I don't think he's capable of... Uh, of right. Acting at that level. Yeah, right. I, don't, I don't think he's capable right. of, of, of hiding the fact that he's... You know, but, 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 but these people all exist, and they're, they're, the only reason they're like they are... The way they are is, I think. Otherwise, they might be commonsensical if they live someplace else. Mm-hmm. But they're in a certain genre. They're in a certain kind of uh, place. And and Kimmel's audience, I don't know. I don't know who his audience is, though. I can't tell. I mean, are they are they college students? Are they? Uh, I mean, who? I, I mean, I used I used to like him. In fact, I thought that Kimmel, um, when he was fatter. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have that beard. I thought actually he was perfectly capable of being the Tonight Show host, the new Tonight Show host, because because Kimmel always came across to me as a guy who was uh, um, uh, fairly old school, mm-hmm. uh, fairly old school comedian, uh, funny. His timing was really good. He reminded me of a comedian like from the fifties or sixties, you know, just yeah. kind of like smooth and and and. Uh, and I have no doubt that he he still is a talented uh, person, but then suddenly he just turned turned this way mm-hmm. and, and and started crying about Obamacare and about all, uh, and crying about all this other stuff that it became just kind of hard. I'm not quite sure why people would necessarily like go and watch a late night show where you have people who clearly have like this level of anger and emotion that's completely not even entertaining, not mm-hmm. even re- remotely entertaining. And it seems to me that it's, it's just kind of like a, um, uh, I don't know why people would, would pay attention to it. And, 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 and the only regret I have to a certain degree 
is having to expose the Radio Free Almond audience to it when I know you guys don't normally watch it. But you kind of have to know like what these people are, are thinking and how these people are operating and what the other part of the country and what the other part of our culture thinks and how they think. And to me, this is not unlike back when I was in college and it was 82 and I was the class of 81 in high school. And it was 82 in the early 80s. And it, does, it reminds me of the, of, the, of the times during Reagan. That was when you had um, all these uh, – you had comic books and you had comedians and you had all these books about Reaganisms and you'd have quotes and, and, and supposedly dumb things he said. And, I mean, the, the, there was a segment of our culture that was obsessed with Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. And it's not dissimilar to what we're seeing with President Trump. I mean, with, mm-hmm. with Bush and some of those other guys, they were so boring. Nobody really, like, there wasn't really much going on there. Right. Uh, but, but for someone like Reagan, who, and usually it's because the other side kind of knows that they're catching on. The other side really knows, like, um, that, they're, that, they're, that they're having an impact. And Reagan was... Was like that, and Trump is is completely reminiscent of Ronald Reagan and his impact. Uh, and and by the way, George Will, who is the esteemed so called conservative pundit that we used to trust, you know, just so happens he hated them both. People don't realize that that he hated Reagan as much as he hates Donald Trump, which is why you don't see George Will around a whole lot because he's lost so much credibility. In fact, when he was writing this crap about Trump, I had made the statement that all he did was just simply dig up his old Ronald Reagan articles and change the name of them. Right. Because he, because he, he called Ronald Reagan a heretic. He said Ronald Reagan was going to destroy the Republican Party. And Ronald Reagan now is, is held up as the, uh, as the standard bearer of conservatism. And what's even more crazy is that uh, – when when it came time for Ronald Reagan to to be the standard bearer of conservatism, there were people who were who were trying to say that even he, he was he was a uh, for our trade policies, free trade. The fact of the matter is, he, Trump is just like him when it comes to his trade policies. This, you had Reagan who was essentially taxing clothing pins for crying out loud. I mean that that's how. Hardcore of a of a right. tariff guy Reagan was, but people all forget about that. I think either they just kind of uh, like like all these Jonah Goldberg, all these guys. They weren't even, they didn't even have their driver's license when Reagan Ronald Reagan was president. They don't know what he was doing. And they, and, and it's like when I had Chris Steyer on with me at ninety seven one. Remember that big argument I had with him? Mm-hmm. And he brought up Ronald Reagan, and at that point I like blew up at him. I go, I knew you were going to bring up Ronald Reagan, right? Knowing nothing about what he thought about trade, I knew you were going to bring up Ronald Reagan. And lo and behold, he did because he's this 40-something know-it-all about conservatism, and yet he doesn't know a damn thing about Ronald Reagan. But you were prepared. You knew it was coming. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, these these guys are pretty predictable. predictable. I know. In fact, you know what was funny is that morning is when I said – that these guys all, we were talking about free trade, that these guys always bring up Ronald Reagan not knowing that he actually was a 
tariff guy. A tariff guy, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Steyerwalt wandered right into that spider web. Didn't even know it. That he was actually, he, um, he said he didn't want to talk to me anymore. I wish I could find the tape of that. I bet it's somewhere. My shows are still up on their website anyway. I don't know why. On their podcast? Really? My shows are still there, yeah. Anyway, I'll go get back wow. to Kimmel. And the old, one more thing about George Will. The only thing that surprises me about George Will is that after, his, after he failed so miserably with the, uh, with the Reagan thing, he still enjoyed 20 years of being a credible conservative voice, which I still don't understand that. They just forget what he said about Reagan? Right. I have no idea. Anyway, here's Kimmel. Uh, and this is this is um, it's actually it's, I think it's actually pretty horrible. It's it's extremely it's horrible. horrible. I mean, because it's uh, this is this is Kimmel's wife talking is what it is. Guys never talk about cutting somebody's you know what off. That's what my never. husband said. He said, imagine your son, your brother, your buddy, your father. Like we don't we don't go there. We don't say that. We just don't say yeah, that. Men never say that. Right. They it's never talk that. about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they, they just, a male doesn't talk that way. That's why I'm saying he's, 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 he's uh, conjuring his, his wife here because men just don't talk like feminazis. But that's, I think there's a compromise here. And uh, well, hear me out on this. So Kavanaugh gets confirmed to, to the Supreme Court. Okay, well, in return, we get to cut that pesky penis of his off in front of everyone. No, that's not good. No. I thought. Yeah, I mean, really? This guy was on the Man Show. Is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh lord, the Man Show. Yeah, nobody. No, men don't talk like that about other men. Even but you if, do. You do. If, Realize he used to put things down his pants, and women had to guess what was in his pants. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's like the funniest part of it all, right? Right, right. I mean, yeah, men have a thing about uh, that. Just that, that you know, they, they didn't even talk about cutting Hitler's. You know what? Off. It's like that just doesn't even happen. Right. I'm just saying. All right, Gia. Good luck with your book. Thanks. We'll see you tomorrow. Right? You betcha. Looking forward to it. We'll see it tomorrow, meaning just the one book. Just the one. The one. Okay. And you're signing it. I'm, am I signing it too? Yes. Don't fence me in. Let me ride through the wide open country that I love. And so we'll, we'll, we'll auction it off for uh, the Backstoppers program. Awesome. Let's do it. Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood tree. All right, thank you to Discovery Design Inc., discoverydesigninc.com. Appreciate all you guys and appreciate what you're doing. And if you need uh, conveyors, if you're a builder, if you're a hauler, Discovery Design Inc. can paint your trucks, build your trucks, do whatever you need to do. And that's Rick and Jerry Pogue over there at Discovery Design DiscoveryDesignInc.com. Thanks a ton. Thank you also to Gold Milk Lending. Michael Proctor, Proctor Drapery, Proctor Spelled Like Doctor. Gold Milk is 314567. Gold, by the way.
Thank you to Matthew Mitchell, 855, quote me. Matthew Mitchell, Allstate Agency. Dr. Naputi, thank you. Tracy Ellis, thank you as well. NaputiWellness.com, TracyEllis.com. And thank you also to Santino Cigars and Cocktails. That's where we're going to be tomorrow night, 5 o'clock, for the Radio Free Almond Happy Hour. So don't forget, 5 o'clock through most of the early evening. So we'll see you down there. Gia, have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all. RadioFreeAlmond.com. We'll also have some gear available tomorrow. So bring it. And don't forget County Brown Barbecue. Ten bucks a plate, all going to Backstoppers. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.